Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields, presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. I have to just take this moment in. I cannot believe this. Look what God can do. Wow. You scaled the mountain because you're not afraid of it. You slay the dragon because you're not afraid of it, and you cross through fire because it's worth it. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Those were Oscar speeches from Jennifer Hudson and Christoph Waltz in Academy Awards past. We're Academy Awards present tonight, and it's all over. The last black SUV has pulled away from the Vanity Fair party. The last golden statuette at the Dolby Theater has been handed out. It's a wrap. An awards season and a wrap on the Academy Awards. It's Michael Patrick Shields from the end of the road at the top of the world with a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. The suspense is over, though it wasn't very suspenseful at all. The favorite won. Everything, everywhere, all at once is the big winner, the uh, movie of the year, 95th Academy Awards yesterday. Best picture is what they call it. Just a big old sweep, too. Best director, best original screenplay. In fact, out of its 11 nominations, seven went to everything, everywhere, all at once. Michelle Yeoh won best actress. And then, oh, by the way, Brendan Fraser had a bit of an upset. Uh, for his performance in The Whale, which was very hard to watch. And Austin Butler, who was very easy to watch as Elvis, got beat by Brendan Fraser, who came on strong at the end. There were people who are still kind of weirded out by Austin Butler because ever since he played Elvis in that movie with Tom Hanks, when he's interviewed and when he speaks and when he accepted other awards, well, he was still sounding like Elvis. It's hard to list just one because it's it's such a part of my life. And it's also, it started four years ago. So tonight is literally the close of that chapter. The the king of rock and roll, Elvis Butler. (laughs) People say, we just use your real voice for God's sakes. He's like method acting in reverse. How are they going to cure him of that? Yeah, Viva Elvis anyway. It was a great movie and good, good, good fun. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was a winner. Oh, boy, was that something else, too. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis just started screaming because this is a late career thing for her. And she said she never thought she would measure up to her parents who were in the entertainment business. And by the way, Angela Bassett was up for that award, too, and didn't win. And she was really disappointed, and she didn't clap, and she had a sour look on her face while Jamie Lee Curtis was giving her speech. So the camera's always on. Be careful. Uh, By the way, too, um, in terms of best picture, the MPS best picture, 
was called Babylon. That's the movie that I like best this year, but it wasn't even nominated for Best Picture. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel, who emceed the awards yesterday, pointed it out in the harshest way. It was a very good year for movies. Business is booming. I know people like to debate now which is better, movies or TV. But here's the thing. No matter how good a show is, there are some things movies could do that TV just can't. For example, a TV show can't lose $100 million. <laughs> is the gang from Babylon here? They know. <laughs> I was just asking if they were here. I was welcoming them. Oh, boy. So he took a shot at Babylon, which was about Hollywood. I thought it was my favorite movie of the year, and it lost $100 million. Now, they had the Razzies. They don't, uh, the Academy doesn't do it, but there's something called the Golden Razzies. What was the worst movie of the year? And it was the Marilyn Monroe movie called Blonde. And it got the two Razzies, and uh, Jared Leto got a Razzie for worst actor in Morbius. And Tom Hanks, too. <laughs> Colonel Tom Parker and Elvis. So you get both sides of the coin there, and you get to have a little bit of fun. By the way, though, uh, let's go back to Best Picture and give the devil its due. Everything, everywhere, all at once, sort of mind-bending, time-bending, martial arts movie. One Best Picture, and here's what it sounded like. This is for my dad, who, like so many immigrant parents, died young. And he is so proud of me, not because of this but because we made this movie with what he taught me to do which is no person is more important than profits and brendan fraser who pay, played an obese gay man who stuck in his apartment because of his size uh did so with prosthetics and makeup and such and won the best actor award i just want to say thank you for this acknowledgement because it couldn't be done without my cast. Sounded like he was out of breath, like he was a 600-pound man there. Anyway, congratulations to him. Uh, we also have news that Dewey Stephan is up for an award. He's been nominated, and you can help him win. He is the CEO and Chief Investment Officer at Great Lakes Wealth, and on our radio stage, our AT&T line right this very moment. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. Good morning. And uh, for the close on Friday, I'll go ahead and give you the numbers, Michael. On Friday, the Dow lost 345 points to 31,909. The S&P lost 56.73 to 3,862. The NASDAQ was down 199.51 to 11,139. And this morning, the futures are the Dow is down approximately 80. The S&P is up approximately 5. The NASDAQ is up approximately 72. WTI crude oil is currently at $75.40. Comex gold is currently at 1893 Bitcoin is currently at 22122 and the U.S. one-year Treasury has a yield of approximately 4.816%. And how about your nomination, my good man? Well, yes, I appreciate that. I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, we are um, up for the Our Detroit Best Financial Planner Award in Metro Detroit. So we're uh, excited about that. And our podcast, the What Do We Do podcast, is up for uh, podcast, Best Podcast of the Year as well. Is there a way? Is it a public vote? Can we log on and vote for you? 
Absolutely. Please go to OurDetroit.com, and it's right there. All of the categories for all of the businesses in town, the finalists are listed, and uh, please, knock yourself out, and we'd appreciate it. H-O-U-R, Detroit, is the publication he's talking about, and if you're so inclined today and you're there, why not make Dewey Stephan the winner, the CEO and Chief Investment Officer at Great Lakes Wealth. And uh, you can also be a winner for you, too, and help you with your investments and your retirement at greatlakeswealth.us. But just Google Our Detroit, H-O-U-R, and you'll find there, uh, and he'd be there for the uh, best financial planner and best podcast. Hey, Dewey, by the way, those people who were nominated for the big awards for the Oscars, they got a gift bag, too. Get this. It's worth $126,000. It has everything in it from tequila to skincare products, a trip to Italy, a trip to Canada, lipo, body sculpture, all sorts of cool stuff. Boy, the rich get richer, don't they? Uh, that's what Dewey Stuffin can do for you. Make you rich. Make you secure. Uh, it's Michael Patrick Shields. The morning after the golden statues were handed out, the Oscars, the Academy Awards, from our Hollywood studios here in Beverly Hills, California. Welcome to your Monday. Go crazy for cash at Firekeepers. It's the Money Keepers Mania Cash Giveaway on Saturday, March 25th. You could be one of 15 to win a share of $132,000 cash. Earn entries daily and be here on March 25th. Every two hours from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m., three players will each win a guaranteed cash prize that gets bigger with each drawing. The winning starts at $4,000 and increases all the way up to $14,000. Cash in at Firekeepers with the $132,000 Money Keepers Mania Cash Giveaway on Saturday, March 25th. The best giveaways, the biggest guaranteed prizes, only at Firekeepers. Get your Vegas on at Firekeepers Casino Hotel. I-94 to exit 104 in Battle Creek. Management reserves all rights. Traverse City is more than a place, it's a destination. And for many, it's a dream, but a dream that's reachable and ready every single day. Just a car ride away. Traverse City is diverse, though, from beaches to boating to bluffs to wine and food, shopping and snowmobiling, gaming and golf. The possibilities are countless. So become a regular in Traverse City where you'll feel away and at home because its people are its charm. For more information on your winter true escape getaway, visit TraverseCity.com. Tomorrow is happening right now. Today, more than ever, the world needs safe, secure, sustainable, and affordable sources of energy. That's why Enbridge is advancing new technologies to reduce emissions, like carbon capture and hydrogen power. By putting in the work today, we're bridging to a cleaner energy future. Tomorrow is on. Enbridge. Life takes energy. Actor Robert Blake is dead at the age of 89. He was best known for his Emmy Award-winning portrayal of undercover detective Tony Beretta in the 1970s TV series bearing that last name. The actor gained notoriety in 2002 as well when he was charged with the murder of his second wife, Bonnie Lee Bakley, but a jury found him not guilty in 2005. He died in Los Angeles from heart disease. 
Disney CEO Bob Iger wants to see something new for Marvel movies. He spoke at the Morgan Stanley Technology Media and Telecom Conference in San Francisco yesterday. He said sequels typically work well for the entertainment giant, but questioned whether a third or fourth movie in a franchise is really necessary or if it's time to turn to other characters. Recent releases for Marvel include a fourth Thor movie and a third standalone Ant-Man flick. Iger said, quote, there are a lot more stories to tell, end quote. Showtime is releasing a new trailer for season two of its Emmy-nominated series Yellow Jackets. Once upon a time, there was a place called the wilderness. It was beautiful. But it was also violent. The show follows a high school soccer team that survives a plane crash in 1996 and has to survive in the Canadian forest. It tells the story through flashbacks and present date while detailing the changes that happen to the girls as they attempt to survive. It stars Melanie Linsky, Juliette Lewis, Christina Ricci, and Elijah Wood. Season 2 debuts March 24th. That's Entertainment Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. That pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, that gift bag that you get worth $126,000 at the Academy Awards, apparently will cost you $63,000 in federal and state taxes in California. Tony Cuthbert points out, always with the details. It's Michael Patrick Shields through the AT&T microphones. We're on the road to St. Patrick's Day. It's here, the week we've been waiting for, the holiday we've been waiting for, Friday. And our St. Patrick's Day broadcast brought to you by Paul Long and the Michigan Catholic Conference. Paul Long, the CEO, will be co-hosting that broadcast as we reach out to friends throughout Ireland and Irish friends around the world. This Friday, brought to you by the Michigan Catholic Conference. It was the roads in Chicago and the roads in Detroit that were um, colorful this weekend. Green and gold-colored Corktown in downtown Detroit celebrated the uh, Irish St. Patrick's Day Parade. 65th time they've done it. It started on 6th Street and Michigan Avenue and went west to 14th Street right through Corktown. And I'm sure Claude Molinari and uh, Chris Moyer from Visit Detroit were there. And there were I know that the uh, Attorney General and some other officials, Debbie Dingle, were there too. And the sounds of bagpipes and drums. And uh, all sorts of cool stuff took place there. Uh, Groups like the Wyandotte Music Department marched and did a jig. And there was Irish dancing. And, of course, in Chicago, the river was dyed green for the 68th time in the big St. Patrick's Day bash there. And they had the St. Patrick's Day queen riding in a horse-drawn carriage. Everybody's jumping the gun for Friday for St. Patrick's Day. And uh, the movie Banshees of Inishirin won a couple of uh, maybe not-so-prominent awards, but the Irish movie did win something at the Academy Awards yesterday. And by the way, Jimmy Kimmel, talking about that Irish movie, he was the MC of the Academy Awards, said this. It was some year for diversity and inclusion. We have nominees from every corner of Dublin. Five Irish actors are nominated tonight, which means the odds of another fight on stage just went way up. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I guess you can make fun of the Irish and then not worry about being canceled. <laughs> Remember John McMurray would always say, are we drinking or are we fighting? It's Michael Patrick Shields with you. Oh, by the way, doctors in West Michigan say we ought to do away with daylight savings time. You lost an hour of sleep this weekend. 
and uh, it causes car accidents and hospital admissions and medical mistakes. And I know most of your clocks on your phones probably changed automatically, but there's always a little bit of confusion. So the U.S. Senate has introduced the Sunshine Protection Act that would make daylight saving time permanent. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you, radio stations across the state of Michigan. By the way, there are 11... Well, let me get to this first. Let me give you some stats. There's an Emerson College poll of New Hampshire Democrats, and 55% said they don't think Joe Biden should be the party's nominee. Uh, 29% would still support him in a hypothetical primary. Governor Whitmer's name was included, according to MERS News. And uh, here's what we have. Biden put up against Bernie Sanders. So Biden's got his percent. Bernie Sanders at 17%. But Bernie Sanders supporting Biden. Anyway, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, 14%. Still? Elizabeth Warren, 11%. The senator from Massachusetts. Kamala Harris, the VP, at 11%. Tied with her. Amy Klobuchar, remember her? The senator from Minnesota, 7%. Gavin Newsom, 1%. Governor Whitmer, 4%. If Governor Whitmer decides to run for president, 4%. That's in New Hampshire. One of the early voting states, but not the earliest anymore, curiously. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you. A three-year-old girl is back home safely. She was found by a Villa Pizza delivery driver 3 a.m. Sunday morning. Three-year-old walking around all on her own. He found her curled up by some cement blocks at a factory in a T-shirt, socks, and a diaper. Called 911. I wonder what happened there. Accidental, they say. Uh, Eleven gun safety bills are going to be before the state lawmakers this week, introduced after the mass shooting at Michigan State University. They would install red flag laws, universal background checks, safe storage laws, Republicans opposed to the bills, saying that enforcement of the current laws needs to be done better before new laws are added. Because if you don't enforce them, what's the point? Chilling, though, is the news about the shooter. His name was Anthony McRae. And I'm reading in MERS News that he had sort of a, a missive, the manifesto, if you will, where he'd written down his thoughts and feelings before I went on the shooting rampage. Hi, my name is Anthony McRae. I'm tired of being rejected. Outcast. Loner. People hate me. This was written on two sheets of notebook paper they found in his pocket after he fatally shot himself after sadly shooting students at Berkeley Hall and the Student Union. He writes, everywhere I go, people treat me different. Now this is a 43-year-old man. No punctuation. I don't want to be an African-American. I'm a person. Why do people hate me? They never accepted me. Then he says, 10 years since I've had sex. They hate me. Why, why, why? Then he drew a person with a hat and a face that was crying. And he wrote, I'm tired of being rejected, outcast, loner. People hate me. They made me who I am today. A killer. And he uh, said he was going to shoot up MSU. And then another team of my group will finish off the city of Lansing. He was going to go to Old Town and East Lansing and uh, wrote all this down. Had 50 rounds of ammo with him. And when they found him 3.8 miles north of campus, somebody saw him and called the police. And when the police surrounded him, he did himself in. 
But that's what was on his weird mind. Troubled mind, needless to say. We all wish and pray that somehow that could have been avoided, that somehow somebody could have spotted that. But would those laws have done any good? I hope so, but it's too late now. That's terribly sad. The Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning. And uh, even when the news is grim and dire and hard to imagine and chilling, I'm glad we're at least sharing it together and learning from it. I hope. God rest the souls of those victims. It's MPS. The Food and Drug Administration is issuing new standards that may help detect breast cancer sooner. NBC's Kristen Dahlgren reports. Almost half of women have what are considered dense breasts, high in fibrous and glandular tissue that appear white on mammography, making cancer, which also appears white, more difficult to detect. The FDA will require mammogram providers to inform their patients if they have dense breasts. Having dense breast tissue increases a woman's chance of getting breast cancer. For women with dense breast tissue, the FDA recommends following up on a mammogram with an ultrasound. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers will speak this summer at a psychedelic conference in Denver. The longtime Green Bay Packers quarterback has been very open about his use of hallucinogens, including including mushrooms and a concoction known as a plant teacher. Health update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. I'm Paul Long, the president and CEO of the Michigan Catholic Conference. Representing the advocacy voice of the Catholic bishops in Michigan since 1963, Michigan Catholic Conference is at work in Lansing to pursue justice and promote the common good for Michigan citizens. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Wet the shamrock with me, Michael Patrick Shields, March 17th. It's St. Patrick's Day. And you could fly to Shannon, or you could fly to Dublin, or you could fly to Belfast, or Cork, or even Cary Airport, I guess, originating at the Lansing Capital Region International Airport. Lots of other international destinations you can get to as well. Anywhere in the world. I once flew from uh, Capital Region International Airport all the way to Bangkok, Thailand. About three stops, but still, I did it. Nicole Noel Williams knows you can do it. In fact, she's the CEO of the airport and she'll tell you where to go. This is the season, you know, all this fresh new snow and cold weather. It hopefully spurs everybody to start thinking about their winter break. So we've got three to Cancun, two to Punta Cana, and one to Montego Bay. Those are weekly. So every day of the week until, um, until Easter. We'll have international flights every day, but Tuesday out of the Lansing Airport. You clear customs right at the airport, and there's actually only two airports in the state of Michigan that have an FIS, which is Detroit and Lansing. So you come in, you go through the queuing, show your passports, grab your luggage right there, and you're out to your vehicle usually within a half hour. FlyLansing.com is where you can connect, just like that. Um, Oakland University in Rochester, you don't have to fly there. You could drive there because it's just on the outskirts of Detroit. But you can pursue your passion for possibility. You can open the door to self-discovery at Oakland University. You can learn and grow in the epicenter of greater metro Detroit. Find out more at oakland.edu slash future students. In the future, we've got Linda Solomon, the photojournalist from Michigan, who has attended and covered the Academy Awards and photographed celebrities and intimate poses 
for many years, and she's going to be with us with her opinion of yesterday's show. We'll have more audio from that program, too. Jimmy Green is very much and very passionate about movies and TV shows. He'll give us his thoughts. And then I got I got all kinds of cool stuff. Richard Chuba just went off on everything, everywhere, all at once. We'll tell you what he thought about that coming up. The pollster from the Glenn Gareth Group. It's Michael Patrick Shields. More to come. NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is planning to make surveillance footage from the January 6th Capitol riot widely available. My goal here is transparency, and we will slowly roll out to every individual uh, news agency. McCarthy made the comments on Sunday. He vowed to let everyone see the tapes to bring their own judgment. California Republican recently came under fire for giving Fox News host Tucker Carlson exclusive access to thousands of hours of footage from the attack. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is ruling out a bailout for a failed California bank. The reforms that have been put in place means that we're not going to do that again. Appearing on CBS's Face the Nation, Yellen said she'd been working through the weekend to find solutions for Silicon Valley bank depositors, but there'll be no government bailout. SVB collapsed Friday after a run and capital crisis led to the second largest failure of a bank in U.S. history. Full impact of SVB's failure on the banking industry won't be known until trading resumes on Wall Street this morning. North Korea's state-run news agency is reporting the country launched two missiles from a submarine in the Sea of Japan Sunday morning. North Korea's military expressed satisfaction with the launch and claimed the missiles hit their target precisely after traveling more than 900 miles. The launch took place only three days after North Korea shot at least six short-range missiles into the Yellow Sea. At least eight people are dead and potentially over a dozen are missing after a pair of small boats capsized off the San Diego coast Saturday night. Jesse Kirsch with more. Officials say high tide made it harder for lifeguards to reach the victims with low visibility limiting overnight searches by air. Eventually, first responders discovering two overturned boats, finding adult bodies on the beach and in the water. And as many as 15 million people may be affected by flooding as another round of storms takes aim at California. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. The Treasury Department says it will take steps to ensure all deposits with a failed tech industry banker will be paid in full. Silicon Valley bank depositors will have access to all of their money starting today. Facebook's parent company, Meta, is looking into a new social media platform that may rival Twitter. Tennessee's lieutenant governor is apologizing for his behavior on social media. Screenshots had surfaced of Republican Randy McNally commenting on several suggestive pictures of a man on Instagram, including one showing some of the man's backside. SpaceX is celebrating another successful mission. The Dragon capsule splashed down Saturday off the coast of Florida, bringing two NASA astronauts, another from Japan, and one Russian cosmonaut back to Earth. That's your tech report, Trey Thomas, NBC News Radio. Austin Butler didn't win for portraying Elvis. 
burning brighter somewhere. Well, what a fun movie that was. It's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan. Tom Hanks was in that movie. And by the way, at breakfast yesterday at Four Seasons, there was a lot of tuxedos and gowns around. And uh, I tried something at the bar I'd heard Tom Hanks describe. It's a drink called cocaine. And I said, what is cocaine? It's Diet Coke and champagne in the same glass. Now, that sounds disgusting, right? But the bartender there said, let's try it. And uh, it wasn't that bad. Kind of interesting. Michael Patrick Shields with you. There were champagne glasses lifted yesterday to Michelle Yeoh, winning for Best Actress for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. She was in a 007 movie with Pierce Brosnan, if you remember that, and how Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and Crazy Rich Agents, and all that. But one of the things she said in her acceptance speech seemed to be a little bit of a shot at Don Lemon, saying, Ladies, don't let anybody tell you you're ever past your prime. This is a beacon of hope and possibilities. This is proof that dreams dream big and dreams do come true. And ladies, don't let anybody tell you you are ever past your prime. I hate to even give Don Lemon that much attention, but I guess he got it. Linda Solomon from Michigan has been to the Academy Awards and covered it many, many times with her camera and her beautiful talent. And she's also sat personally with many notable actors and actresses and taken intimate portraits of them. Her book is The Queen Next Door, an intimate portrait of Aretha Franklin. And she's on our AT&T line right this very moment. Welcome back to the airwaves. (laughs) <laughs> Great to be with you. <laughs> and I loved when she said that. I applauded in my bedroom listening to that great quote from Michelle Yeoh. So true. And it, it has a lot to do with Hollywood also. I mean, ladies, let's, you know, we need older ladies uh, starring in films. Jane Fonda is starring in her third film in in one year at the age of 85, which is also uh, wonderful. So I think that it, it's a, it's it was very appropriate for her to say that, and I'm very happy she did. <laughs> to that end, Linda Solomon, Jamie Lee Curtis, how about that? Winning that for Best Supporting wonderful. Actress, and here she is. It looks like and, I'm standing up here by myself, but I am not. I am hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. I'm hundreds of people. She's very, very popular, isn't she? She is, and and it was very touching when she certainly thanked her fans and her parents, Tony Curtis and Janet Lee, who were nominated, never won an Oscar, but that was emotional. She was crying as she thanked them and mentioned them, and uh, I was also thrilled that she won. Did you ever photograph Elvis? You're too young, right? No, 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 never did. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I did not. I photographed Priscilla. In fact, I met her. It was really funny. I met her in the in the uh, World Club at the airport. She was in Memphis when I was in Memphis, and I actually saw her coming out of a restaurant where I was having lunch called the Beauty Shop, which which was a former beauty shop that was her beauty shop. It was now a restaurant. But where you sit under old-fashioned hair dryers, (laughs) and it's in Memphis. And I looked at her. I said, oh, my gosh, I just saw you as you were walking out of the beauty shop. I said, was that your 
beauty chef. She said, it really is. It's not just a rumor. She was so nice. And and to see, you know, a Presley while I was in Memphis, you know, was really quite special. Uh, but, you know, that film, you know, he was, many people thought that Austin Butler would win. And, of course, that maybe that was an upset of the evening. Um, but for me, the highlight of the evening certainly were the acceptance speeches from all four of the Best Actor Award nominated stars and winners. They were just very emotional, and their their acceptance speeches really were very quite touching and very poignant, and they expressed a number of things that, you know, we all feel, yes, dreams can come true. Mm. <laughs> just have to stay there, stay with it, and believe well, it. Well, look at, uh, I mean, it, it was 12 years old when uh, Kay Hikwan uh, was in Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. He was 12 years old, so men aren't past their prime ever either. And That's here true. he was uh, winning the uh, Best Supporting Actor Award for the film Everything Everywhere All at Once. Stories like this only happen in the movies. I cannot believe it's happening to me. This, this is the American dream. You've uh, been around these people when they come off the stage with that golden statue, that Oscar, uh, Linda Solomon. You've been up close and personal with them with your camera. What is that like? You know, it, it, it is very exciting. They come back, you know, with the presenters, and uh, it, it's, it's really quite thrilling. They only, you know, invite 111 photographers from all over the world to be in the photography press room. And where you, you know, put your camera case down and where you have a designated spot is where you stand for four hours and you really don't leave. <laughs> the same thing with the, with the red carpet now is champagne carpet. Uh, but I would have to be there by one thirty, And if you're not there by one you you're not allowed in. So that was always fun, too. I, I always like the, the, the red carpet arrival because, to me, you get to see the stars with their children. And that's one of the... You know, rare situations where the celebrities bring their kids or their parents, and it's always special to be able to photograph with their with their families. I photographed Angelina Jolie when she was nine years old with her father John Boyd on the red carpet, and so that you know was always fun for me. Um, I thought last night the in memoriam segment was not quite as touching as it could have been. Uh, they only showed photographs of the various wonderful, brilliant talent that passed this year. I would have liked to have heard just a snippet of their voice or or, mm-hmm. or in Bert Bacharach's situation. I think his music mm-hmm. would have been very touching. They, they really um, didn't give it enough time. And uh, of course, I felt there were the inevitable people who were left out either by accident or maybe right. on purpose. Dallas Stevens, they said, was left out. And... Paul Servino was left out, and oh, Haish was left out, and then Robert Blake, maybe, uh, who knows, maybe on purpose. <laughs> yeah, they, they had, you know, there was a little Chiron, you know, up saying, well, go to Oscars.org to see the rest. Oh, to see everyone <laughs> we missed. But that's insulting, and and again, I mean, you know, the some of the most brilliant past during, you know, the, this past year, Olivia Newton-John, you know, just just let us hear her voice, you know, and and be able to honor her properly, but they didn't do that, 
so uh, but I, I actually liked I liked I liked it this year. I have not liked it in in other years, but this year I did feel it, it was it was great. And Jimmy Kimmel was fun and. And I really enjoyed it. I didn't fall asleep. I don't know about your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I know you said you were watching in your bedroom, so if you could be yeah, there and not and fall hours. asleep. <laughs> yep. Gold carpet instead of a red carpet. Here's some Burt Bacharach for Linda Solomon, who was a friend of his. We lost him this year. You can see her years of photography on her Facebook page, Linda Solomon from Michigan. I know it's crazy. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, the focus is all about serving their members by providing the best coverage and member experiences. In recognition, Blue Cross has been awarded the 2022 J.D. Power Award for having the highest member satisfaction among commercial health plans in Michigan. For 84 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has been serving Michigan and its communities by providing coverage and resources that support wellness across the state. In person or in your pajamas, Blue Cross offers virtual care for both physical and mental health visits, along with a 24-hour nurse line with experts standing by, ready to help answer members' questions anytime, anywhere. And with the Blue Cross mobile app, members have instant personalized information and support to help track their coverage and claims. If you're looking for the right health plan to support you, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is always ready to help. For J.D. Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com forward slash awards. Have you ever considered being a school bus driver or attending on a bus to help students? Now is the perfect time. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling, and a sign-on bonus, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now at deanjobs.com and start your paid training. Head to deanjobs.com. Fly Lansing nonstop to Orlando on Avello Airlines and enjoy Florida sunshine in no time. Fly from Lansing's Capital Region International Airport and enjoy affordable parking, hassle-free check-in, and short security lines. Say hello to Avello with nonstop flights from Lansing to Orlando International Airport. Book your trip today at aveloair.com. That's A-V-E-L-O-Air.com. And fly Lansing. NBC News Radio, I'm Michael Kastner. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is ruling out a bailout for a failed California bank appearing on CBS's Face the Nation. She said the government is not going to do that again. Silicon Valley Bank collapsed Friday after a run and capital crisis led to the second largest failure of a bank in U.S. history. Everything, everywhere, all at once is the big winner of the 95th Academy Awards. This is for my dad who, like so many immigrant parents, died young. And he is so proud of me, not because of this, but because we made this movie with what he taught me to do, which is no person is more important than profits. The film took home Best Picture during this year's ceremony, which aired live Sunday on ABC. Former President Trump will campaign in Iowa today, a first stop of many presidential hopefuls. His visit to Davenport will be his first to the state since announcing his candidacy last fall. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio.
from Beverly Hills, our Hollywood studios. It's Michael Patrick Shields. Uh, you know, the uh, Big Bash was down at the Dolby Theater, but then afterwards the Vanity Fair party was over here where they created a tent city, kind of in the city hall complex there. And boy, oh boy, what a machine it was. If you had a black SUV anywhere in Hollywood yesterday, it was in use because these things were rumbling and rolling all across town. And the whole process of going to the Academy Awards, if you saw, they closed Vine Street, and then uh, you would see, it'd be like I-75 full of black SUVs, but just rolling along, dropping people off. Super cool, and every once in a while, they, whoever was in that would roll down the window and yell to the fans and that kind of thing. It's Michael Patrick Shields through the AT&T microphones. Richard Chuba, the pollster, uh, weighed in on social media about... Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which won Best Picture yesterday. He says, Everything, Everywhere is a steaming trash heap of over-edited gibberish with, at best, a faintly discernible storyline. It's exactly the kind of nonsensical pile of drivel that makes Hollywood thinks it's smarter and edgier than the rest of us, which is enough for it to win. It would be the worst Best Picture since 2005's crash he pulled no punches jimmy green was the longtime ceo and president of the associated builders and contractors of michigan and a film critic and television critic and he's on our at&t line right this moment welcome to the stage sir good morning i had no contribution in that review but i <laughs> i echo it i i've said the same thing for weeks now although i predicted it would win all the awards that it did so what? Why does that happen? I mean, I, I can't even bring myself to see it because I watched the trailer and I said it's not for me. It, I feel it, a sense of duty to see it, but oh my god, I make it, it through it? No, it's just and it is it's gibberish. But you know what? I knew it would win because Hollywood loves making itself feel better about itself. So I mean, if it's black, Jewish, slavery. Asian, I mean, anything that would make them feel good. And that, mm. that's, so, that's so terrible because it's condescension at its, at its worst. And, but I just knew with all the buzz, all the rave, all the we've never had, Hollywood makes it a point to say, well, okay, we did it. And then they'll go back to what I always call white Hollywood and really great movies after that. So it'll be like a five-year hiatus where we won't get any of the uh, kind of woke nominees mm. I mean, I'm serious. And you go back and look if it's if it's a black theme or or a Jewish theme or you know something that that you know that makes them feel like they feel vindicated and you know we're doing our best and that we've arrived. Those kind of themes, irrespective of how the movie really is, they they win Oscars all the time. I thought The Whale was and uh, All Quiet on the Western Front were two of the most powerful movies all year. Well, I was going to ask you: Is that why Brendan Fraser? Uh, won the um, actor award instead of Austin Butler. No, Austin Butler was fantastic as Elvis, but I got to tell you, I I watched The Well, and The Well was powerful. I mean, his acting in that in that movie was just outstanding. I would not have been disappointed had Butler won, but uh, I certainly I would have voted if I had a vote. I would have voted for Brendan Fraser in that in that role. Mm. I would to have. Watch, it, though, it was incredible. Oh God, it was terrible to watch, but. It was poignant. I mean, it, they were making a point in that movie. Uh, there was a lot in there, a lot more than somebody who just 
decided to eat themselves to death, which is exactly what he did. It was all the storyline and why he why he got there, hiding yourself. And, you know, there was a lot of underlining stories there that kept it compelling. And, and you know, as much as I felt sorry for him, I didn't. But then I did, and then I didn't. And it was a great storyline, and he, I, th- I thought he did a magnificent job. Uh, your last name is Green. This is the week yep. of St. Patrick's Day. Uh, it is. <laughs> and I would like to get your opinion on, although I'm afraid to ask, the Banshees of Inishirin. <laughs> Again, another movie that, that everybody felt good about. And, and I, I, I got criticized on Facebook because people kept making it seem like, well, I wasn't Irish enough to get it. And I'm like, well, okay, then I guess you don't get to watch black movies then because you're not black enough to get those. I mean, it was a silly kind of critique, but I, mm-hmm. I just thought I just thought it was a nice uh, Netflix movie. But in terms of the Oscar, no, not not even close for me. Mm. Uh, let's see, James Cameron and Tom Cruise didn't bother to show up. I guess they knew they weren't going to win. Tom Cruise never wins except at the box office. Yeah. That that man, I I wrote a thing on that yesterday. That guy. I mean, he deserves an Oscar just for box office thrills. He might not be the greatest actor, but I tell you what, that guy can put some movies together. Fantastic. I thought Jimmy Kimmel was funny when he said, if James Cameron doesn't come to your awards show, (laughs) you know it's too long. (laughs) Because his movies are three hours or nothing. (laughs) They are, and I stayed up all night and watched the Oscars. I knew it would run over, but that's okay. I I, I enjoyed it. I love the movies. I, I like picking fun at Hollywood too and and every year they put out something really good even though they don't they don't necessarily acknowledge the best of the best uh it's still a fun thing nice distraction did you ever end up seeing Babylon I did I did and and I gotta tell you I loved it and it was campy uh but but I think people missed the point of Babylon which was it was supposed to be campy and I think people took it a lot more serious than it did uh, oh. That I did anyway, but I I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Well, that was my best picture of the year, and I um, I, I wouldn't <laughs> disagree with you at all. I loved it. I talked to a, a lot of other background actors who worked on it when they were making it. They said that scene where they're having that big medieval fight out in the field. Oh, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> there was a, there were a thousand background actors that day, and it was hot. And they were out there passing out and having to be carried off. And the next day, only 300 came back for work. No kidding. Yeah. Well, if it's, if it's Brad Pitt, it's, it's like Tom Cruise. Whether you like it or not, you're going to be entertained. Those, those, yeah. those two probably the best actors in Hollywood in terms of sheer entertainment value. All Quiet on the Western Front, would that be your, would that be your best picture this year? That, w- that was my best picture. Yeah. yeah. So the Jimmy Green Award for Best Picture goes to All Quiet on the Western Front, also a very difficult movie to watch about war. Thank you, sir. Our friend, the great Jimmy Green with MPS. Our path to a top 10 state is only as strong as our strength of commitment. It's time to compete to win. When we do better by our kids, invest in people, accelerate our economy, and get the fundamentals right, we will feel a powerful win in our sales that will move Michigan forward. That's a top 10 state. Business Leaders for Michigan is the state's business roundtable. We're committed to make Michigan more competitive. Time to be bold, Michigan. It's time to compete to win. 
Get more for your money with Meyer this St. Patrick's Day. Find more favorites like corned beef and crisp cabbage. More to sip like Irish spirits and beer. More sweets like Irish soda bread and cupcakes. More decor to celebrate. And more ways to save with 7 for $7, where you can mix or match over a 1,000 items across the store. You're always in luck with the same low prices in-store and online. Find savings as good as gold this week at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. It's time to dance. Alabama, for the first time in program history, has earned the top overall seed, while Houston, Kansas, and Purdue are the other number one seeds. On the women's side, South Carolina claimed the number one overall seed in the national tournament, while Indiana, Virginia Tech, and Stanford grabbed the other top seeds. NBA, Joel Embiid put up a game-high 34 to lead the Sixers past the Wizards for their fifth straight win. Knicks held off the Lakers' late-game rally to get the win and snap their three-game slide. Trey Murphy, the third, drained her career-high nine threes, finished with 41 as the Pelicans knocked off the Blazers. Rams traded corner Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins in exchange for a 2023 third-rounder and tight end Hunter Long. Scotty Scheffler won the 2023 Players' Championship after he finished the tournament atop the leaderboard five strokes ahead of the field at 17-under. That's sports. I'm Ronta Moss, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Thank you so much, Michael Patrick. It's always great working with you, and you make a difference talking to all the people that you do and pulling out the best in them as you have conversations, and it also gives us some really deep insights into what's really happening in our state. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. 84 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has kept a commitment to members and everyone in Michigan by building healthier communities and providing access to care in every zip code. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. We never let the birthday of a beautiful person pass without taking note. Charo is 73 and Dana Delaney from China Beach is um, 67. Happy birthday to her. Uh Tournament Players Club at Sawgrass, TPC Sawgrass, is home of the Players' Championship, and Scotty Scheffler is the holder of the trophy. A big win there and a big, big tournament. That's really the fifth major, and it uh, wasn't very dramatic necessarily, but he's your winner on the PGA Tour. And Tony Cuthbert, uh, I'm beginning to think now that the criticism of Paul Azinger in his role as commentator is equaling that of Tony Romo these days. Here we go again. Everybody has a comment when it comes to what you're watching on TV and who's calling it. I'm going to stay out of this forever going forward because I feel it's in vogue right now to just criticize everything. If you don't like it, there is a mute button or uh, just do something else. Put something in your earbuds. I don't know what to tell you. Just enjoy the event for what it's worth or turn it to something else. This was a sports-filled weekend. We had conference tournaments galore when it comes to college basketball, and now we got brackets spilling everywhere. And you are filling yours out as we speak. I just finished mine, I think. Maybe I need like 10 more to get anywhere close. Michigan State, by the way, your seven seed in the East region. They will open up against... USC, a future Big Ten conference game. This is what we have here, and that will take place Friday at 12.15 in the afternoon, live from Columbus, Ohio. And as we sit right now, Michigan State is favored by two points, and then the winner of that game will either take on Marquette, who is a two-seed, or Vermont, not a two-seed. Your number one seeds are Alabama, Kansas, 
Jim Nance's Houston Cougars and the Big Ten Zone Purdue Boilermakers. The University of Michigan, as we predicted, not in the tournament. They are instead in the NIT, and they will host Toledo tomorrow night in the opening round at the Chrysler Center. Remember when the University of Michigan football team under Rich Rod lost to Toledo at the Big House? Yes. Could, could Toledo <laughs> storm into Chrysler and win once again? I uh, if, if I see a line on this, let me just tell you, from what I've seen from Michigan this, these last few weeks, I might <laughs> lean towards Toledo. Wings, Whoa. winners over the Bruins yesterday. That was massive and good on them. And that's brought to you by D Transportation. When the 23 series is a rivalry <laughs> between the Rockets and the Wolverines, you got problems. MIBigShow.com is where you can get more of Tony Cuthbert and me. NBC News Radio, I'm Michael Kastner. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is ruling out a bailout for a failed California bank appearing on CBS's Face the Nation. She said the government is not going to do that again. Silicon Valley Bank collapsed Friday after a run and capital crisis led to the second largest failure of a bank in U.S. history. Everything, everywhere, all at once is the big winner of the 95th Academy Awards. This is for my dad who, like so many immigrant parents, died young. And he is so proud of me, not because of this, but because we made this movie with what he taught me to do, which is no person is more important than profits. The film took home Best Picture during this year's ceremony, which aired live Sunday on ABC. Former President Trump will campaign in Iowa today, a first stop of many presidential hopefuls. His visit to Davenport will be his first to the state since announcing his candidacy last fall. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Stormy weather in the east today and stormy for the west as well. Fairly tranquil for the central part of the nation. Watch for thunderstorms today for the Florida Peninsula with some storms intensifying to strong to severe. A major nor'easter will develop today into tomorrow and bring rain for the mid-Atlantic coast and thunderstorms for parts of the southeast today. That nor'easter will intensify tonight into a major storm that will bring heavy wet snow to the east coast and a foot of snow or more to the Catskills as well as the Adirondacks and the mountains of Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine tonight through tomorrow. The weather issues out west are focused on more coastal rain and high elevation snow for California and the Pacific Northwest today and tomorrow. The snow and rain will intensify late today and create flooding for much of the California coast and the Central Valley of California as well. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. NBC News Radio, I'm Michael Kastner. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is planning to make surveillance footage from the January 6th Capitol riot widely available on Sunday. He said he will slowly roll out the security video to every individual news agency, adding that his goal is transparency. California Republican recently came under fire for giving Fox News host Tucker Carlson exclusive access to thousands of hours of footage from the attack. Representative Michael McCall says former Vice President Pence was right to condemn former President Trump for his role in the January 6th Capitol riots. Vice President Pence exercised moral clarity and judgment that day by uh, doing his constitutional responsibility. Appearing on CBS's Face the Nation, the Texas Republican said history will judge everyone for their decisions that day. McCall's comments come after Pence doled out some of his hardest public criticism of Trump yet in a weekend speech. 
former vice president weighs a possible presidential bid in 2020 up against President Trump, who's already declared. Congresswoman Nancy May says she's not in favor of the federal government coming to the rescue of a California bank that went under on Friday. We cannot keep bailing out private companies because there's no consequences to their actions. Appearing on CNN's State of the Union, the South Carolina Republican said it's important to hold private companies accountable when they make mistakes or break the law. Mace noted that Silicon Valley Bank catered to tech startups, adding that it's too early to tell what impact the failure could have on the economy. The collapse of SVB on Friday is the largest of its kind in 15 years. The Academy Award winner for Best Actress is Michelle Yeoh. This is a beacon of hope and possibilities. This is proof that dreams dream big and dreams do come true. The actress nabbed the award for her performance in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Coming up in the Business Week Ahead, key inflation data, the February Consumer Price Index is due Tuesday, the Producer Price Index on Wednesday, and Import Prices on Thursday. January's headline CPI was 6.4%. Also this week, February retail sales, small business and home builder sentiment indexes, housing starts and building permits, industrial production, leading economic indicators, and the first March consumer sentiment index. The gender wage gap in America is persisting into 2023, and it's mostly unchanged over the last 20 years, despite efforts to close it. The latest data from the Pew Research Center shows women in the American workforce are making 82 cents for every dollar men make. That's only two cents better than in 2002. Senior Pew researcher Rakesh Kochar says a big reason is child care. Yes, that has something to do with it. There are social and cultural norms at work. And in an accompanying survey we did, in fact, women are much more likely to say that they feel greater responsibility to take care of family needs by a much greater margin than men. In the study, 50% said another major factor is the treatment of women in the workforce compared to men. When it comes to policies that make it easy for women to access affordable childcare, maternity leave benefits, we have found that the U.S. does kind of lag behind, unfortunately, in those areas. The World Economic Forum estimates that at this rate, it would take 132 years to close the wage gap. Vaughn Hilliard reporting for NBC News. Millionaires are already done paying Social Security taxes for the year. The 6.2% rate is only deducted from paychecks on income up to $160,000 a year, and the Center for Economic and Policy Research estimates those making a million a year had made $160,000 by February 28th. Some in Congress contend eliminating the cap would fully fund Social Security through 2096. Consumer and Business News, Joe McConnell, NBC News Radio. It's time to dance. Alabama, for the first time in program history, has earned the top overall seed, while Houston, Kansas, and Purdue are the other number one seeds. On the women's side, South Carolina claimed the number one overall seed in the national tournament, while Indiana, Virginia Tech, and Stanford grabbed the other top seeds. NBA, Joel Embiid put up a game-high 34 to lead the Sixers past the Wizards for their fifth straight win. Knicks held off the Lakers' late-game rally to get the win and snap their three-game slide. Trey Murphy, the third, drained her career-high nine threes, finished with 41 as the Pelicans knocked off the Blazers. Rams traded corner Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins in exchange for a 2023 third-rounder and tight end Hunter Long. Scotty Scheffler won the 2023 Players' Championship 
after he finished the tournament atop the leaderboard five strokes ahead of the field at 17 under. That's sports. I'm Rhonda Moss, NBC News Radio. Stormy weather in the east today and stormy for the west as well. Fairly tranquil for the central part of the nation. Watch for thunderstorms today for the Florida Peninsula with some storms intensifying to strong to severe. A major nor'easter will develop today into tomorrow and bring rain for the mid-Atlantic coast and thunderstorms for parts of the southeast today. That nor'easter will intensify tonight into a major storm that will bring heavy wet snow to the east coast and a foot of snow or more to the Catskills as well as the Adirondacks and the mountains of Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine tonight through tomorrow. The weather issues out west are focused on more coastal rain and high elevation snow for California and the Pacific Northwest today and tomorrow. The snow and rain will intensify late today and create flooding for much of the California coast and the Central Valley of California as well. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Just relax. It's Hollywood, baby. So you want to come to Hollywood and act like a big shot? Yeah. Without actually doing anything? No. You'll fit right in. You have to work harder than you think you possibly can. You can't hold grudges. It's hard, but you can't hold grudges. And it doesn't matter how you get knocked down in life, because that's going to happen. All that matters is that you got to get up. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Welcome to our Hollywood studios in Beverly Hills, California, just a couple blocks from where the last black SUV has pulled away from the Vanity Fair party in the corner of town after everybody motored over from the Dolby Theater, some of them toting statues and some of them not. It's the morning after the night before the Academy Awards with Michael Patrick Shields through the AT&T Microphones. Mild-mannered yesterday, there was a gold carpet instead of a red carpet, and no slaps or any acts of violence during the feast. And you know what? Uh, It didn't rain, at least for the time that the uh, limos were pulling up out front at the Academy Awards there. And it's like like seeing I-75. It's three or four lanes wide, absolutely identical black SUVs pulling up. And then, uh, for instance, a woman in a gown will get out, an assistant will straighten the gown, and then on she goes to the gold carpet or the men in their tuxedos, of course. It's Michael Patrick Shields, the man in the tuxedo who was the MC yesterday. Did Jimmy Kimmel address last year's slap of Chris Rock and uh, Will Smith winning the same night the Academy Award that he hit Chris Rock in the face? And here's what it sounded like. We uh, want you to have fun. We want you to feel safe. And most importantly, we want me to feel safe. So we have strict policies in place. If anyone in this theater commits an act of violence at any point during the show, you will be awarded the Oscar for Best Actor (laughs) and permitted to give a 19-minute long speech. No, but seriously, the Academy has a crisis team in place. 
If anything unpredictable or violent happens during the ceremony, just do what you did last year. Nothing. <laughs> Sit there and do absolutely nothing. <laughs> Maybe even give the assailant a hug. And if any of you get mad at a joke and decide you want to come up here and get jiggy with it, it's not going to be easy. There are a few of my friends you're going to have to get through first. You're going to get, have to get through the heavyweight champ, Adonis Creed, before you get to me. You're going to have to do battle with Michelle Yeoh before you get to me. You are going to have to beat the Mandalorian before you get to me. You are going to have to tangle with Spider-Man. You are going to have to... You are going to have to tangle with Fableman. <laughs> There's Steven Spielberg sitting there, of course, shrugging, like, what am I going to do? Um, it's Michael Patrick Shields, and I, I have a little invite-yourself-to-the-party story from this weekend. Uh, needless to say, there were lots and lots of uh, actors and actresses running all around town at all the hot spots, and... And, and some of them I ran into. The party I would like to have been at was at the Godfather Mansion on Friday night. You know the, the mansion that's seen in the Godfather uh, where the horse's head is in the bed? Uh, well, that mansion is kind of over behind the Beverly Hills Hotel in that neighborhood. You can't really see it from the street, but it's there. And they had a party there at the Godfather Mansion. Leonardo DiCaprio and Adam Sandler and Austin Butler and a bunch of people were there. And then Chanel had a party at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and uh, Meryl Streep was there. That was Saturday night in the Polo Lounge. But it was, uh, and Hugh Grant was at that party, but he also came over to Four Seasons after where I think he was staying, because I saw him there before that party and after. And I was standing at the bar. This is about 11.30 at night. And for whatever reason that day I wore, I have a Union Jack bow tie. It looks like the British flag, and I happened to be wearing it Saturday night. And uh, I said, that's Hugh Grant standing behind me. And he was sitting with a woman, and it was late. They were having a drink. And I said, you know what, I'll, I'll just stand here, finish a couple of beers, you know, cab off the night. And then when he gets up and he leaves, I'll say something. I'll say hello or, you know, whatever. I'll say something to Hugh Grant. Maybe I'll tease him that he should be the next 007, right? Something like that to play off the British theme and the tie, and I thought I'd be in good stead. So... Somehow he and his, we, we sort of made eye contact one time. I don't know. He and his girlfriend kind of slipped to the door before I saw them go past me. And so when I looked, they were almost to the door, which was close, but I wasn't going to chase him. So I said, well, shoot. I waited too long to say anything to Hugh Grant. That would have been fun. So I was bummed. Maybe I should have just said something. You know, I mean, he was at the table, you know, four paces from me. Not even that. Um... And then I saw what happened on the gold carpet yesterday to Ashley Graham, who interviewed Hugh Grant. And Hugh Grant, according to the New York Post, is being blasted as a huge a-hole for being rude to the interviewer, Ashley Graham, during this interview. So maybe I was lucky I didn't talk to him, because if he's willing to be rude to Ashley Graham on national worldwide television... Imagine what he would have done to MPS at the Four Seasons. Here's the interview. Hugh Grant, you are a veteran of the Oscars, and you've been here a few times. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about coming to the Oscars? Um, well, uh, <laughs> it's fascinating. It's uh, it's uh, uh, the whole of humanity is here. It's uh, <laughs> it's Vanity Fair. 
Oh, it's all about Vanity yeah. Fair. Yes, that's where we let loose and have a little bit of fun. Um, what are you most excited to see tonight? To see? Yeah, well, I know that you probably watched a few of the movies. Are you excited to see anybody win? Do you have your hopes up for anyone? Um, not, not, no, no one in particular. Okay, well, what are you wearing tonight then? Just my suit. Your suit? Who yeah. made your suit? You didn't make it. Um, I can't remember. My tailor. That's okay. Yeah. Ta shout out to the tailor. Yeah. Um, so tell me, what does it feel like to be in Glass Onion? It was such an amazing film. I really loved it. I love a thriller. How fun is it to shoot something like that? Well, I'm barely in it. I'm in it for about three seconds. Yeah, but yeah. still, you showed up and you had fun, right? Uh, almost. Okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. It was nice to talk to you. Yeah. I don't know if it was nice to talk to him. <laughs> um, one thing is that she didn't understand what he meant when he said Vanity Fair, because she was thinking of the magazine Vanity Fair and the Vanity Fair party. It did not occur to her that Vanity Fair is a phrase. And if you look it up in the dictionary, it's a scene or a place that's characterized by frivolity and ostentation, <laughs> which perfectly describes the Academy Awards. So, because he's English and educated and so forth, he got her there. Uh, the other thing I think that she uh, kept trying to put words in his mouth about it being fun to be where, you know, you got to try to ask people questions where you don't put words in their mouths and make them confirm what you said because they may not agree with it. So, I don't know. Tony Cuthbert, did you think that, uh, that Hugh Grant was a jerk in that interview? I honestly just think he answered the questions as they were presented. I apologize. If he wasn't willing to do interviews, then he should have stepped away from that. But I don't blame him at all, honestly. She said, what are you wearing? She, I think she meant to say, who are you wearing? Because that's the way to ask what the designer is. And he didn't know. He says, I'm wearing my suit. <laughs> she said, and I'm rooting for anybody? No, no one in particular. So I'm kind of glad fate stepped in and I didn't uh, didn't approach Hugh Grant that night because he did that on TV. It's MPS, the morning after the Oscars. On each episode of My Business Matters, the Michigan Chamber podcast, a Michigan Chamber team member will sit down with a special guest or guests who are influential employers, policymakers, and leaders here in Michigan. We'll discuss relevant, timely issues affecting our state's economy, workforce, and our communities. We'll help foster pragmatic problem solving, and we'll do it with civility. Each episode is 15 to 20 minutes in length, just long enough to get the key updates and hear those important conversations while being short enough to listen on your commute or that break during your day. Check out our latest episode hosted by me, Sarah Werfel, the Michigan Chamber, where I'm joined by three of our state's leading workforce experts to discuss the latest trends and tools in workforce development and talent recruitment and retention. Like and subscribe to My Business Matters podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Just search MI Business Matters. Until we connect next time on My Business Matters, I'm Jim Holcomb, President and CEO of the Michigan Chamber of Commerce. Tomorrow is happening right now. Today, more than ever, the world needs safe, secure, sustainable, and affordable sources of energy. That's why Enbridge is advancing new technologies to reduce emissions, like carbon capture and hydrogen power. By putting in the work today, we're bridging to a cleaner energy future. Tomorrow is on. Enbridge. Life takes energy. 
Fly Lansing nonstop to Orlando on Avello Airlines and enjoy Florida sunshine in no time. Fly from Lansing's Capital Region International Airport and enjoy affordable parking, hassle-free check-in, and short security lines. Say hello to Avello with nonstop flights from Lansing to Orlando International Airport. Book your trip today at aveloair.com. That's A-V-E-L-O-Air.com. And fly Lansing. Everything Everywhere All at Once was the big winner of the 95th Annual Academy Awards Ceremony. This is for my dad who, like so many immigrant parents, died young. And he is so proud of me, not because of this, but because we made this movie with what he taught me to do, which is no person is more important than profits. The film took home Best Picture, and out of its 11 nominations, it scored seven, including Best Director and Best Original Screenplay. Stars Ki Hui Kwan, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Michelle Yeoh also took home statues. This is a beacon of hope and possibilities. This is proof that dreams dream big and dreams do come true. And ladies, don't let anybody tell you you are ever past your prime. Brendan Fraser is this year's winner for Best Actor. I just want to say thank you for this acknowledgement because it couldn't be done without... My cast he took on the award for his performance in The Whale. Meanwhile, Academy Award-nominated actress Glenn Close had to back out of her appearance at the 2023 Oscars. She was set to co-present with Air Force One co-star Harrison Ford, but she tested positive for COVID-19. A representative says she was really looking forward to taking part in the show. That's Entertainment, Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. Welcome to Hollywood. It's Michael Patrick Shields through the AT&T microphones the morning after the Academy Awards. And it was a movie that uh, should have been deleted, according to the people who work for a certain airline, Lufthansa. They had to make an emergency landing because of heavy, heavy turbulence. And uh, when the heavy turbulence was happening and they started to calm down and get to the bottom and get to the runway and everything... Someone came over the loudspeaker on the aircraft and said, delete all your pictures and videos. Because, you know, people start taping. They start taping things flying out of the overheads and the mess that's made on the floor and the bumpiness and the screaming. Delete all your pictures and videos. And customers were like, what? How dare you tell us to do that? They tried to say then that it was for the privacy of the passengers. Somebody came back on and tried to soften a little bit. But um, no, I think I'll keep my videos. Thank God I wasn't on that flight. Uh, Oh, goodness. Uh, Speaking of videos and cameras, the paparazzi just seems to love Amy Robach and TJ Holmes, the two who lost their jobs because they were both married and started canoodling publicly and created a scandal at ABC. And the New York Post is writing that they laugh and play for the cameras. They seem to love the attention and the spectacle rather than show any remorse or embarrassment. They even got reported payouts as they danced out the door of ABC News. And there's a picture of TJ with his hand on the bottom of Amy in Mexico or whatever in a bikini. They want their own TV show now, if you can believe that, after all that. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you. 
Would you watch that? Uh, Ryan J. watches everything, and we get to speak with him every single year. You can see him at RyanJReviews.com. He's on television stations all across the country and uh, was at the Academy Awards yesterday. He's on our AT&T line right this very moment, I think from somewhere here in the, in the Hollywood area. Where do we find you this morning, Mr. J.? Good morning. Well, I am right in front of a microphone, in front of my computer right now, but it's good to, good to hear from you again, Michael. How are you? <laughs> I don't think you probably slept last night, did you? No, not much. It's, it's, uh, it's always quite a night and, and a lot of fun, very glamorous. Was the show exciting enough to keep you awake? It was. You know, I think that it was actually, in, if you look at full context, the most smooth, beautifully produced show in decades. I feel like they have tried for several years now to make the show refreshed and more fun. They've tried some silly things here and there with uh, selfies with the audience or tricks with the, with the crowd or creative ways to bring up a bunch of nominees on stage together that were always awkward and stinted and didn't really move the show along any quicker. Now, certainly we ran over last night, but we didn't have any drama and we didn't have any, um, you know, politics that's going to alienate one side or another. So it was really a very tight, well-produced show. The theater looked beautiful, I thought. I mean, absolutely elegant. And uh, what did you make of the attempt to make the red carpet show look like night and not have a red carpet at all, but rather a gold carpet, courtesy of the Met Gala people? That was disgusting. <laughs> I hated yeah. it. You know, I mean... Yeah, they, they made it this champagne-colored carpet, and it just doesn't make any sense. I feel like it takes the the history and the prestige and the excitement factor. of or It's literally called a red carpet, even though it's a different color. You, sometimes when movie premieres, they'll make them blue or purple or black or whatever for the theme of the film, but it's still called a red carpet because it, that means something. And there was uh, a lot of there were a lot of white dresses last night. We saw more white on women and nominees than any other color. And against that champagne carpet, if you look at any of the photos today in the media that are publishing them, they are they don't look good. Mm. Did a mule steal the show yesterday on the stage? <laughs> Jenny the mule. <laughs> That was funny. For those who have seen the Banshees of Inna Sharon, that was an inside joke there. And uh, that was a really, really cute moment. But I would say the show was more stolen by the cocaine bear and Elizabeth Banks tripping on her way out to present. Mm -hmm. I think on the week of St. Patrick's Day, it was kind of funny. Jimmy Kimmel said at the beginning, wait a minute, I've got my Banshees caught in my Inna Sharon. That was funny. You know, he was terrific. He did such a good job and, you know, poking fun at the biggest names in the biz from Steven Spielberg to Nicole Kidman and just not holding back in such a loving, lighthearted way. But really, you know, it, it's so great for us to see the big stars that we put on pedestals be able to self-deprecate, laugh at themselves and have a good time. He's quite good at this now, isn't he? I think this is maybe the I know it's the second, maybe the third time he's done it. And, of course, his, his theater is right across the street there where he does his show every night. But um, I think he's he's really settled into it nicely. Yeah, he seems like he could not be more comfortable. I mean, I cannot imagine how much you'd see uh, my fingers flailing and shaking. I think a lot of us would agree that way with that, that or we would not even make it out onto the stage for a gig yeah. like that. But, yeah, I, I would not mind seeing him come back. Why is there a big contingent of people that simply don't get uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. 
it's a different movie. It's a, there's a lot to digest with it. It covers a lot of ground. And some people just don't like quirkiness. Or, or some people don't like science fiction. Some people don't like um, things that go in so many different directions and then come together and are tied up with a bow at the end. And so there's a lot to digest with that film. If, you, if you're patient with it and if you pay attention to it, it's quite deep and meaningful and poignant and beautiful. Uh, and these performances, certainly, in the writing deserve all the accolades they've received this season. Did you feel a little bit for Angela Bassett? Apparently, she looked crestfallen when she lost and didn't clap and was sort of sour on the camera when Jamie Lee Curtis won. That was surprising, and I think that we often see winners of these awards go to not only the category or the performance they're nominated for, but sometimes their body of work. And if you compare Angela's to Jamie's, Angela's the clear winner in terms of resume, although there's nothing to, to you know squawk at with Jamie Lee Curtis, but... Uh, Angela is the the deeper, more profound performer. Um, I, I'm happy with either of them winning, but but I would have placed my bet on Angela Bassett winning last night. RyanJReviews.com. I don't like it when there are big sweeps like there were yesterday. Seven awards for everything, everywhere, all at once, and you can read him there. The Treasury Department says it will take steps to ensure all deposits with a failed tech industry banker will be paid in full. Silicon Valley Bank depositors will have access to all of their money starting today. Facebook's parent company, Meta, is looking into a new social media platform that may rival Twitter. Tennessee's lieutenant governor is apologizing for his behavior on social media. Screenshots had surfaced of Republican Randy McNally commenting on several suggestive pictures of a man on Instagram, including one showing some of the man's backside. SpaceX is celebrating another successful mission, the Dragon Capsules splashed down Saturday off the coast of Florida, bringing two NASA astronauts, another from Japan, and one Russian cosmonaut back to Earth. That's your tech report, Trey Thomas, NBC News Radio. Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. I'm Paul Long, the president and CEO of the Michigan Catholic Conference. Representing the advocacy voice of the Catholic bishops in Michigan since 1963, Michigan Catholic Conference is at work in Lansing to pursue justice and promote the common good for Michigan citizens. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Wet the shamrock with me, Michael Patrick Shields, March 17th. It's St. Patrick's Day. And at Meyer, you can get Guinness, you can get Jameson, you can get Bushmills. Might even be able to get Smittix, I suppose. Uh, but you get more of the things you want most. More local produce, more home decor, more free prescriptions. More importantly, you get them all for less at Meyer. Why would you pay more? Isn't I know that... you can get Lucky Charms, too, and probably McCann's Irish Oatmeal. And lucky, and you probably get some of that uh, Irish Spring Soap, too. Happy St. Patrick's Day as we lift a glass to Johnny Depp this morning. Isn't happy hour any time? Certainly will be on St. Patrick's Day. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you. 84 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has kept a commitment to members and everyone in Michigan by building healthier communities and providing access to care in every zip code. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. We asked Ryan Duffy if he might be able to have a beer with 
Governor Whitmer. No, we didn't ask him that, but we asked him if uh, Enbridge Energy will be able to get along with the governor and maybe turn from adversaries to advocates on the Great Lakes Tunnel Project to encase the Line 5 pipelines. Enbridge is going to spend all the money it takes, $500 million, to do it. So our leadership is really focused on developing a positive working relationship with the administration and state leaders. It's important to us. Uh, We feel like it leads to opportunities to help Michigan and resolve other issues that need to be addressed, too. So we think there's a lot in common that we have with some of the uh, key areas where we can support the administration's priorities. So, you know, you have the need for safe, reliable, affordable energy. Uh, You have the priority of protecting the environment and safeguarding the Great Lakes. We, of course, transport oil and gas by pipeline because it does have less impact on the environment than the alternatives of of truck, train, or tanker. Uh, And then you have the priority of addressing climate change challenges by investing in, in new energy technologies. Uh, So we're eager to get the tunnel project underway and then completed. Uh, When it's underway, it will be providing those jobs and opportunities for workers because it is a big infrastructure project. And then we want to get it done, of course, because uh, people in Michigan, Michigan voters, and many others have said that's what they want and that it is a priority. NBC News Radio, I'm Michael Kastner. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is planning to make surveillance footage from the January 6th Capitol riot widely available on Sunday. He said he will slowly roll out the security video to every individual news agency, adding that his goal is transparency. California Republican recently came under fire for giving Fox News host Tucker Carlson exclusive access to thousands of hours of footage from the attack. Representative Michael McCall says former Vice President Pence was right to condemn former President Trump for his role in the January 6th Capitol riots. Vice President Pence exercised moral clarity and judgment that day by uh, doing his constitutional responsibility. Appearing on CBS's Face the Nation, the Texas Republican said history will judge everyone for their decisions that day. McCall's comments come after Pence doled out some of his hardest public criticism of Trump yet in a weekend speech. Former Vice President weighs a possible presidential bid in 2020 up against President Trump, who's already declared. Congresswoman Nancy May says she's not in favor of the federal government coming to the rescue of a California bank that went under on Friday. We cannot keep bailing out private companies because there's no consequences to their actions. Appearing on CNN's State of the Union, the South Carolina Republican said it's important to hold private companies accountable when they make mistakes or break the law. Mace noted that Silicon Valley Bank catered to tech startups, adding that it's too early to tell what impact the failure could have on the economy. The collapse of SVB on Friday is the largest of its kind in 15 years. The Academy Award winner for Best Actress is Michelle Yeoh. This is a beacon of hope and possibilities. This is proof that dreams dream big and dreams do come true. The actress nabbed the award for her performance in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. The Food and Drug Administration is issuing new standards that may help detect breast cancer sooner. NBC's Kristen Dahlgren reports. Almost half of women have what are considered dense breasts, high in fibrous and glandular tissue that appear white on mammography, making cancer, which also appears white, more difficult to detect. 
The FDA will require mammogram providers to inform their patients if they have dense breasts. Having dense breast tissue increases a woman's chance of getting breast cancer. For women with dense breast tissue, the FDA recommends following up on a mammogram with an ultrasound. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers will speak this summer at a psychedelic conference in Denver. The longtime Green Bay Packers quarterback has been very open about his use of hallucinogens, including mushrooms and a concoction known as a plant teacher. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. From the land of black SUVs rolling up and down Santa Monica Boulevard and all the way over to Hollywood Boulevard and up and down Sunset yesterday, back and forth between the luxury hotels and parties and Academy Awards. It's Michael Patrick Shields and Professor Brendan Cradell is the Director of Film Studies and Production at Oakland University in Rochester, Michigan. He's on the radio stage right now through our AT&T line. Thank you for getting up early the morning after a late night and a show that ran over as usual, right? Yeah, well, uh, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be back. I'm sure it's a lot warmer in sunny Los Angeles than it is in uh, rather dark Michigan at the moment. But it was a lot of fun to stay up last night uh, and watch the awards. So I say let it run late. It's been pretty chilly, and it's rained a lot, but there was a, an eye in the storm yesterday so that people didn't have That's to get good. their gowns soaked before they got out of even, those SUVs and walked up the carpet. Even the weather gods are tuning in to the Oscars, it turns yeah. out. Yeah. That's right. Um, now, I'm curious to know if you, Professor Cradell, were giving away your best picture, and maybe you were only going to show one of them to your students this year, what would it be? That's a great uh, a great question. You know, I find this every year if I were voting. I, uh, there are rarely is it the case that I get to uh, – I would have cast my vote for the winner. I think this year of the those nominees um, – Women Talking or Triangle of Sadness were probably my favorite films. Um, And if I were to show one of these films to my students in a class called Films Professor Cradell Loves, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it might be one of those. But if I was going to show one of these to, you know, the kind of course that we teach at universities, you know, big intro to film classes or something, um, I, I... I find it hard to say that I wouldn't teach Avatar. You know, Avatar is just, oh. it has so much to tell us about what the state of the art of movie making is today that it's a really useful object lesson. Um, and I think we lose sight of that sometimes with these awards that, you know, the movies that tend to be um, awarded are those that are the most um, accomplished artistically. Uh, but uh, there's a reason why Top Gun and Avatar and all of these movies uh, cost so much money to make. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, the, the investment that goes into this reflects where the movie industry is today and how technologically sophisticated uh, filmmaking has gotten. And that makes it really helpful in teaching these, I think. Why does it feel like the crowd pleasers get left behind? You know, it's a great question, and I I wonder if it's just kind of a, a structural one um, in 
the way that uh, uh, the Academy Awards are actually awarded, right, and the way that they're mm-hmm. voted on and everything. Um, I, and it also, though, goes to a, a, a second question of what the function of the Academy Awards is, because I think back to that old saying that's often attributed to Philip Graham, in, in the journalism business of how journalism is the first rough draft of history. And I think of how what the Academy is asking its members to do is to determine the first rough draft of film history every year, right? And pick, as, just to your question, pick which those films are going to be that are going to be remembered 10 and 20 and 30 years down the road. Uh, and that's not always the, uh, the big blockbusters from that summer, but rather sometimes films that are much smaller at the time that they come out, but that in in hindsight are seen to be these staggering accomplishments of film history. Uh, but sometimes big movies are also the ones that we remember decades later. It's a hard thing to, to try and thread that needle and figure out, you know, when my son is watching movies with his kids, will they be watching Top Gun Maverick? Or will they be watching um, Triangle of Sadness? I don't know. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> Triangle of Sadness was a is is a, a curious movie. It was hard to watch at one point when the well, yeah. let's just say the seasickness happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and that seemed to be a weird theme this year because if you saw Babylon, there was a lot of that same. Uh, yeah, reaction. If you want to put it that way, um, are we not talking enough about all quiet on the Western Front? You know, well, after last night, I think we'll be talking about it a lot because it was uh, outside of everything, everywhere, all at once. A big winner last night, and rightly so. It, it was a great film. Um, mm. I I was really struck by the. Um, and I, I suppose this shouldn't be a surprise, and yet it continues to surprise me year after year that we are at the same time awarding films for their accomplishments, but also because it's the film business, because it's the business of telling stories, we are from the outset narrativizing the awards themselves. Like we need to implot these awards into bigger stories that connect the dots from you know, one to the next story so that at the end of the night and into the next day we have stories to tell, to borrow a title of another Sarah Pauli film. Um, and that was one of the questions coming into the night, was what the stories to tell would be. Would we be talking about Martin McDonough and Banshee's Ben Sharon and the virtues of a very small bore kind of character-driven way of telling story? Or this maximalist way of movie making although all quiet on the western front and everything everywhere all at once couldn't be more different as films they both represent a really ambitious version grand scale approach to making movie make and and both of them came out as big winners last night um so i guess that's one takeaway from last night is if you're going to be in the business of employing lots of people on your sets um that's a good way to make sure that you've got a few homers in the bag when it comes time to vote on these things for the academy mm. award triangle of sadness i i kept wondering why did that german phrase keep showing up on the title cards 
four or five times in the middle of the movie. I looked it up. Inder Vulcan means in the clouds. Hmm. Any insight into that? Um, that's a great question. And you've at seven thirty in the morning, you might have stumped me. Um, <laughs> that movie was a stumper, though. That, I mean, but it was about yeah. class warfare in the end. It was about the class system, wasn't it? In the end. Yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, I think this is the thing when we were talking before about uh, the the way that the moment survives into the history. It's it's impossible at the moment to know which films just reflect a sort of a thing that we're all talking about at a time, mm-hmm. but that come 10 and 15 years down the road don't seem to have aged so well. I think uh, at the time, I remember now what, seven years ago, I guess it was, it was a joke that was made last night when Moonlight and La La Land uh, had that uh, very controversial ending to the Academy Awards. Um, mm-hmm. You know, at least the film professors of the world all felt that it was very clear Moonlight was a film that, in its initial response, people felt was a very uh, accomplished piece, a, a remarkable film for people that young in their careers, and that this would be a film that we would be teaching quite likely years forward. Mm-hmm. And it's true that, you know, on my syllabus this semester. Um, We'll continue studying when we get back from this break with Professor Brendan Crudell at Oakland University, the Director of Film Studies and Production at the Academy Awards. Instant games, daily games, Powerball? If you're a Michigan lottery player, they all sound like fun. And here's another fun sound. School kids, they're what the Michigan Lottery is all about. You see, every time you play your favorite lottery games, you help us contribute to Michigan public schools all across the state. Last year alone, over a billion dollars and over 27 billion since 1972. So having fun and helping schools sounds like a great idea. The Michigan Lottery for fun for schools. Knowing your limits is always the best bet. Traverse City is more than a place. It's a destination. And for many, it's a dream, but a dream that's reachable and ready every single day. Just a car ride away. Traverse City is diverse, though, from beaches to boating to bluffs to wine and food, shopping and snowmobiling, gaming and golf. The possibilities are countless. So become a regular in Traverse City where you'll feel away and at home because its people are its charm. For more information on your winter true escape getaway, visit TraverseCity.com. Our path to a top 10 state is only as strong as our strength of commitment. It's time to compete to win. When we do better by our kids, invest in people, accelerate our economy, and get the fundamentals right, we will feel a powerful win in our sales that will move Michigan forward. That's a top 10 state. Business Leaders for Michigan is the state's business roundtable. We're committed to make Michigan more competitive. Time to be bold, Michigan. It's time to compete to win. Need a hand with your monthly bills? As we prepare for a long Michigan winter, Consumers Energy is wrapping you in warmth and leading the way for a brighter tomorrow. Call 211 today. Get connected with your local assistance agency or apply for state emergency relief at michigan.gov slash bridges. And if you're ready to take the next step toward a more efficient home, consumersenergy.com slash H-E-A to lower your energy use and monthly bills with a free assessment. You can count on Consumers Energy. 
NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is ruling out a bailout for a failed California bank appearing on CBS's Face the Nation. She said the government is not going to do that again. Silicon Valley Bank collapsed Friday after a run and capital crisis led to the second largest failure of a bank in U.S. history. Everything Everywhere All at Once is the big winner of the 95th Academy Awards. This is for my dad, who, like so many immigrant parents, died young. And he is so proud of me, not because of this, but because we made this movie with what he taught me to do, which is no person is more important than profits. The film took home Best Picture during this year's ceremony, which aired live Sunday on ABC. Former President Trump will campaign in Iowa today, a first stop of many presidential hopefuls. His visit to Davenport will be his first to the state since announcing his candidacy last fall. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. It was some year for diversity and inclusion. We have nominees from every corner of Dublin. Five Irish actors are nominated tonight, which means the odds of another fight on stage just went way up. Hey, 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 you can make fun of the Irish, I guess. No problem. It's St. Patrick's Day week, and they turned the river green in Chicago over the weekend in Corktown in Detroit. They had the parade again, and uh, we will celebrate St. Patrick's Day and the Banshees of Inishirin and the theme of friendship come Friday. Brought to you by the Michigan Catholic Conference, co-hosted by Paul Long, the CEO of the Michigan Catholic Conference. And uh, the donkey on stage yesterday, Professor Brendan Crudell, uh, brought there. That I guess it wasn't the exact same donkey from the movie, but it was a was a sort of a cute moment to at least yes. give some sort of acknowledgement to Banshees of and You're the director of film studies and production at Oakland University. Did the Banshees get shorted yesterday? You know, um, you were asking me before about which of these films um, I would teach, and, you know, I was thinking about that during the break, because I think that Banshees of Inisherin, maybe, I'm sure, you know, Martin McDonough and, and Tom Farrell and them will be frustrated going home without some hardware for their shelves. But I think they can rest comfortably knowing that film um, has been at the center or near the center of our conversation about film for some time now, and likely this is not a passing moment. Whereas, you know, I hate to be picking films out or singling them out, but I I have a suspicion that Elvis maybe is not a film that we're going to be talking about a year or two down the road from now. But uh, Colin Farrell is an actor who, you know, to an earlier question of yours, I think we do sometimes take for granted um, his career began in one way and he sort of evolved into another kind of actor. And both he and Brendan Gleeson reminded us in that film of the, the beauty of just clearing the stage out and letting people at the top of their craft show us what's happening. And the supporting cast in the film is remarkable, too. I, I can't say enough good things about that film. If any of your listeners haven't watched it, uh, it's, it's a, a great piece of filmmaking. The, 
perfect film for St. Patrick's Day week here for everybody to catch up on. Indeed, and I think it'll spark a tourism effort to get to the Aran Islands there where that film was made, even though there's no such place as Inishirin. Yeah, um, but the sweaters are beautiful, and so hmm. my wife has been talking about the knitwear in the benches of Inishirin uh, often around our house lately. So uh, for those of you who are really the fans of the Aran sweaters, that's yet another reason to watch the movie is to see. Uh, We were talking last segment about how these movies are selected and why by the Academy and uh, the the Academy voters and who they are and so forth. I spoke with Jeff Daniels one morning, the actor from Michigan, Mm -hmm. no stranger to awards about uh, Mm -hmm. the Academy Awards. Here's what he said. Did you watch the Academy Awards Sunday night? I tried. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it was it was the, one of the lowest-rated uh, Academy Award shows ever, I understand. Yeah. Why do you think so? It's always been, uh, in my mind, it's always been um, a private industry event. Yeah. It's always been, you know, in the old days, 30s, 40s, it was a dinner at the Beverly Hills Hotel or something, you know? It wasn't televised. You know, it's, I don't know if you've ever been to one of these industry convention functions in Orlando when, you know, say a Domino's Pizza holds their national convention in Orlando and they bring in some people and they give, you know, the Southeast Employee Franchise of the Year <laughs> Award and all that. That's what it is. Yeah, and they try to make it palatable television and it doesn't always work. Your thoughts, Professor? I, I think he's spot on and I, I actually I was thinking he said it much not surprisingly, much more finally than I would, but I was thinking last night actually about how uh, uh, televising a uh, academic conference would be about as sleepy as could be. Um, I assure you. Um, that said, I was also noticing when I went to you know various newspapers' websites and things over the past week. Everybody wants to talk about how boring the Oscar ceremony is, or in the morning after, or what you know, how anodyne the presentation was, except last year when we actually had excitement during the presentation, everybody wanted to talk about how controversial it was. I think we all want to talk about the Oscars. Um, And it may be true that the ratings decline year over year, but I mean, the thing that the tension that's at the center of it for me is we all seem to want to have something at the center that we can point to and say, this is what, you know, I'm using air quotes here, but the movies are. So that we're all on the same page and we know what the shared culture is, while at the same time needing, recognizing that the movies is a concept that we need to be elastic, to be as inclusive as possible about not only different kinds of stories and different kinds of folks whose stories are being told, but one of the things I really appreciate about last night was Jamie Lee Curtis saying the genre movies need to have a place at the Oscars, too. This was a big shout-out, right, if you think about her career. So... Hmm. I know the hate on the Oscars is a thing that, you know, is like a year, uh, yearly um, you know, festival that we need to be dumping on the Oscars after it goes over. But at the same time, we all get up for it. I think, like, we, there's a reason why you called me today to talk about this, right? Because we, we care about the Oscars, even if we also like to poke fun at the Oscars the next day. Here's Jamie Lee Curtis, as you suggest, with her uh, part of her acceptance speech yesterday for Best Supporting Actress. It looks like I'm standing up here by myself, but I am not. I am hundreds of people. I'm hundreds of people. Hmm. 
And that's an important message for your students, isn't it? It looks glamorous. It's hard work. Yeah, I mean, it is. And and yet I thought her co-star, Kiki Wilan, has a, a, a message that was even more resounding for my students because it's hard work, but it helps in Jamie Lee Curtis's case if your parents are Jamie Lee Curtis's parents. <laughs> but the, um, the idea that you could be born in the circumstances that he was and come to the U.S. in the circumstances that he was and get to the point that he was last night, I mean, there are, despite all my cynicism, moments that just cut through mm-hmm. And I think that was one of them where you say, wow, you know. Here's a little of what he said on the way out, Professor Cradell. Oh, was there audio clip there? Yeah, we'll get to it later, I guess. Professor Brendan Cradell at Oakland University has got to go to class, and we learn from him. At Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, the focus is all about serving their members by providing the best coverage and member experiences. In recognition, Blue Cross has been awarded the 2022 J.D. Power Award for having the highest member satisfaction among commercial health plans in Michigan. For 84 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has been serving Michigan and its communities by providing coverage and resources that support wellness across the state. In person or in your pajamas, Blue Cross offers virtual care for both physical and mental health visits, along with a 24-hour nurse line with experts standing by, ready to help answer members' questions anytime, anywhere. And with the Blue Cross mobile app, members have instant personalized information and support to help track their coverage and claims. If you're looking for the right health plan to support you, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is always ready to help. For J.D. Power 2022 award information, Visit jdpower.com forward slash awards. It's time to dance. Alabama, for the first time in program history, has earned the top overall seed, while Houston, Kansas, and Purdue are the other number one seeds. On the women's side, South Carolina claimed the number one overall seed in the national tournament, while Indiana, Virginia Tech, and Stanford grabbed the other top seeds. NBA, Joel Embiid put up a game-high 34 to lead the Sixers past the Wizards. For their fifth straight win, Knicks held off the Lakers' late-game rally to get the win and snap their three-game slide. Trey Murphy, the third, drained her career-high nine threes, finished with 41 as the Pelicans knocked off the Blazers. Rams traded corner Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins in exchange for a 2023 third-rounder and tight end Hunter Long. Scotty Scheffler won the 2023 Players' Championship after he finished the tournament atop the leaderboard five strokes ahead of the field at 17 under. That's sports. I'm Ronta Moss, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Thank you so much, Michael Patrick. It's always great working with you, and you make a difference talking to all the people that you do and pulling out the best in them as you have conversations, and it also gives us some really deep insights into what's really happening in our state. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Stories like this only happen in the movies. I cannot believe it's happening to me. This, this is the American dream. That might be an acceptance speech for supporting actor, but it also could work in sports, couldn't it, Tony Cuthbert? Sure can, Michael Patrick. And as we enter March Madness, we look for these great storylines and everything that goes with the NCAA basketball tournament. On the men's and women's side, for that matter, as we had both of those brackets revealed last night. 
And if you are a fan of the teams here in the state of Michigan, uh, you got Michigan State. That's pretty much it as they will open uh, as the seventh seed against the tenth seed U- University of Southern California, otherwise known as USC, a future Big Ten team. Southern Cal. My bad on that one. You're right. No, in the old days, they used to call it Southern Cal. The Spartans versus the Trojans. What could be oh, better than awesome. that? Oh, awesome. Yeah, Friday, and it's going to take place in a less than desirable spot of Columbus, Ohio, but we can get a lot of Michigan State fans down there, and that will be a lot of fun. And Bracketology I'm... question for you. Is oh, it possible boy. Houston could play Michigan State in the championship game? Um, I would need my bracket. I don't have it yeah, on me. Uh, there's a chance, I think, if I'm trying to recollect everything that occurred last night. But uh, if that happens, I know one person in particular that will be very, very happy about it, none other than Jim Nance, who called his final Big Ten tournament yesterday as he saw Purdue beat Penn State, and now he's off. His destination will be uh, uncovered today at some point in time, and usually, you know, maybe he will be in Columbus. Who knows to call the Michigan hmm. State game because that will be your 12-15 game on Friday afternoon on St. Patrick's Day. Your number one seeds all together, Alabama, Kansas, Houston, and the Big Ten champion, Purdue. What about the University of Michigan? Well, they didn't make it. They are in the not important tournament or the NIT, and they will take on Toledo in the Battle of US 23 tomorrow night in the opening round. And then if they win that, it looks like they will be on the road going forward, but they're still playing basketball. North Carolina, the Tar Heels NPS did not make the tournament, and they declined an invitation to the NIT. So I guess I give Michigan some credit for actually showing up to this thing. The Red Wings, as we go to the ice, they had the number one or the top team in the NHL. I don't know if we can give them numbers, but the Bruins are the best. And the Wings, they had a heck of an effort, and they won 5-3 to three at LCA. They're in Nashville tomorrow before coming back home, and the Pistons also play at LCA tonight against the Pacers. That's brought to you by Dean Transportation. Scotty Scheffler, your winner at the Players' Championship at Sawgrass with the Island Green. It's Michael Patrick Shields. NBC News Radio, I'm Michael Kastner. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is ruling out a bailout for a failed California bank appearing on CBS's Face the Nation. She said the government is not going to do that again. Silicon Valley Bank collapsed Friday after a run and capital crisis led to the second largest failure of a bank in U.S. history. Everything, everywhere, all at once is the big winner of the 95th Academy Awards. This is for my dad who, like so many immigrant parents, died young. And he is so proud of me, not because of this, but because we made this movie with what he taught me to do, which is no person is more important than profits. The film took home Best Picture during this year's ceremony, which aired live Sunday on ABC. Former President Trump will campaign in Iowa today, a first stop of many presidential hopefuls. His visit to Davenport will be his first to the state since announcing his candidacy last fall. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Stormy weather in the east today and stormy for the west as well. Fairly tranquil for the central part of the nation. Watch for thunderstorms today for the Florida Peninsula with some storms intensifying to strong to severe. A major nor'easter will develop today into tomorrow and bring rain for the mid-Atlantic coast and thunderstorms for parts of the southeast today. That nor'easter will intensify tonight into a major storm that will bring heavy wet snow to the east coast and a foot of snow or more to the Catskills as well as the Adirondacks and the mountains of Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine tonight through tomorrow. 
The weather issues out west are focused on more coastal rain and high elevation snow for California and the Pacific Northwest today and tomorrow. The snow and rain will intensify late today and create flooding for much of the California coast and the Central Valley of California as well. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. President Biden is set to deliver remarks this morning on the growing chaos involving the banking industry. It started Friday with a sudden collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, marking the biggest failure since the 2008 financial crisis. Appearing on CNN's State of the Union, Office of Management and Budget Director Shalanda Young stressed the administration is closely watching the situation. It's more resilient, has a better foundation than before the financial crisis. That's largely due to the reforms put in place after the financial crisis. Depositors will have access to all of their money starting effective today, according to Sunday's joint statement from the Federal Reserve and FDIC. An update is expected this morning from Governor Kathy Hochul in New York on the shutdown of New York-based Signature Bank. Scott Pringle with more. U.S. regulators say depositors will have access to their money at Signature Bank, but shareholders and some unsecured debt holders, they are not being protected Federal regulators shut Signature Bank yesterday due to systemic risk. This follows the takeover of the failed Silicon Valley Bank on Friday. Signature Bank has been heavily involved in the cryptocurrency industry. It has more than $110 billion in assets. The U.S. still has the safest aviation system in the world. That's according to National Transportation Safety Board's Jennifer Homendi. Appearing on ABC's This Week, she expressed confidence despite at least six close call incidents between airplanes since December. Mendy explained that while there are risks that clearly need to be evaluated, the NTSB is investigating to make sure nothing more catastrophic happens. One senior Republican lawmaker has major reservations about the spending blueprint from the White House. The only way I know how to improve the president's budget is with a shredder. Appearing on Fox News Sunday, Louisiana Senator John Kennedy tore into the $6.8 trillion proposal. The president said last week he's waiting for the Republican plan. I'm ready to meet with the speaker anytime tomorrow if he has his budget. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Coming up in the Business Week Ahead, key inflation data. The February Consumer Price Index is due Tuesday, the Producer Price Index on Wednesday, and Import Prices on Thursday. January's headline CPI was 6.4%. Also this week, February retail sales, small business and home builder sentiment indexes, housing starts and building permits, industrial production, leading economic indicators, and the first March Consumer Sentiment Index. The gender wage gap in America is persisting into 2023, and it's mostly unchanged over the last 20 years, despite efforts to close it. The latest data from the Pew Research Center shows women in the American workforce are making 82 cents for every dollar men make. That's only two cents better than in 2002. Senior Pew researcher Rakesh Kochar says a big reason is child care. Yes, that has something to do with it. There are social and cultural norms at work. And in an accompanying survey we did, in fact, women are much more likely to say that they feel greater responsibility to take care of family needs by a much greater margin than men. In the study, 50% said another major factor is the treatment of women in the workforce compared to men. 
when it comes to policies that make it easy for women to access affordable childcare maternity leave benefits, we have found that the U.S. does kind of lag behind, unfortunately, in those areas. The World Economic Forum estimates that at this rate, it would take 132 years to close the wage gap. Vaughn Hilliard reporting for NBC News. Millionaires are already done paying Social Security taxes for the year. The 6.2% rate is only deducted from paychecks on income up to $160,000 a year, and the Center for Economic and Policy Research estimates those making a million a year had made one hundred sixty grand by February 28th. Some in Congress contend eliminating the cap would fully fund Social Security through 2096. Consumer and Business News, Joe McConnell, NBC News Radio. It's time to dance. Alabama, for the first time in program history, has earned the top overall seed, while Houston, Kansas, and Purdue are the other number one seeds. On the women's side, South Carolina claimed the number one overall seed in the national tournament, while Indiana, Virginia Tech, and Stanford grabbed the other top seeds. NBA, Joel Embiid put up a game-high 34 to lead the Sixers past the Wizards for their fifth straight win. Knicks held off the Lakers' late-game rally to get the win and snap their three-game slide. Trey Murphy, the third, drained her career-high nine threes, finished with 41 as the Pelicans knocked off the Blazers. Rams traded corner Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins in exchange for a 2023 third-rounder and tight end Hunter Long. Scotty Scheffler won the 2023 Players' Championship after he finished the tournament atop the leaderboard five strokes ahead of the field at 17-under. That's sports. I'm Ronta Moss, NBC News Radio. Stormy weather in the east today and stormy for the west as well. Fairly tranquil for the central part of the nation. Watch for thunderstorms today for the Florida Peninsula with some storms intensifying to strong to severe. A major nor'easter will develop today into tomorrow and bring rain for the mid-Atlantic coast and thunderstorms for parts of the southeast today. That nor'easter will intensify tonight into a major storm that will bring heavy wet snow to the east coast and a foot of snow or more to the Catskills as well as the Adirondacks and the mountains of Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine tonight through tomorrow. The weather issues out west are focused on more coastal rain and high elevation snow for California and the Pacific Northwest today and tomorrow. The snow and rain will intensify late today and create flooding for much of the California coast and the Central Valley of California as well. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields, presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Don't you have some kind of a line that you keep open for emergencies or for celebrities? I'm both. I'm a celebrity in an emergency. Michael Patrick Shields, you're either a Broadway star or a serial killer. I'm kind of a big deal, (laughs) Bill Curtis. (laughs) Well, you are a big deal, so you stay classy, Michael. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. 
It's an interesting day when movies and television collide. What do I mean by that? Well, all year long, you go to the movie theater and you see a picture, a motion picture or a movie, if you will. And I guess now you can watch it on a screen as small as your smartphone if you want to. But still, it's a feature-length film, and it's all celebrated on television in a high-production TV show that runs more than almost sometimes almost four hours long. So, Mike Hughes from MikeHughes.tv watched the Academy Awards yesterday, watched the television element of it, the production element of it all. He's on our AT&T line right now, having been many times to Hollywood and interviewing TV stars and movie stars, and you can read all about it at MikeHughes.tv or turn up your radio right now. Good morning, sir. Morning. And I'll tell you, I really enjoyed the, the last night's telecast. You know, it's the first time in five years that we had a solo guy hosting the ceremony, which is Jimmy Kimmel. We had three years without a host. We had one year with too many hosts. This time it was fun, and Kimmel kept the fun going. Pretty good monologue, but the beauty was he dropped these little humor bits throughout the rest of it. So the show never wore on me. I really enjoyed watching it. He, uh, in, in fact, talked about the debate between movies and TV. Here's Jimmy Kimmel. It was a very good year for movies. Business is booming. I know people like to debate now which is better, movies or TV. But here's the thing. No matter how good a show is, there are some things movies could do that TV just can't. For example, a TV show can't lose $100 million. <laughs> is the gang from Babylon here? They know. I was just asking if they were here. I was welcoming them. <laughs> At least Babylon got released in August. You know, Batgirl became the first superhero to be defeated by an accounting department. <laughs> and then we had the big one, the long, long, long-awaited Avatar, The Way of Water, which gave the director, the producer, Jim Cameron, another opportunity to do what he loves to do more than anything else, drowning Kate Winslet. <laughs> So he gets away with it, Mike Hughes, doesn't Isn't he? I mean, his, yeah, I mean, his theater is right across the street from the Dolby Theater. He has movie stars on his show all the time, and they seem not to mind having a TV guy come in to make fun of them. Absolutely, and, and things were right on. I mean, the fact is that later on there was a way-too-long tribute to Warner Brothers, but look at the terrible thing that happened to Warner Brothers when it was merged with another company. And indeed, just as he mentioned there, those people buried the Batgirl movie because they could get a tax write-off for doing it. So he was right in giving those people a hard time. He was right in mocking James Cameron for not showing up at the Oscars. The two men who saved movies this last year, Tom Cruise and James Cameron, Neither one of them showed up for the Oscars. So, you know, everything that Kimmel said was true, and yet we still had fun hearing him say it. What do you make of Austin Butler now? He seems to be doing, like, uh, method acting in reverse. In other <laughs> words, when he gives his interviews, he stays seemingly, at least his voice, in Elvis' character. Here's what it sounds like. It's hard to list just one because uh, it's, it's such a part of my life. And it's also, it started four years ago. Yeah. So tonight is literally the close of that chapter. You know? and what a great way to go out. Do you think that means he'll stop talking like that? Oh, God, I hope so. Listen, it was a great performance as, as Elvis. It was a surprise casting. He did a really good job, but I hope he gets out of it for the next movie. They had a lot of good jokes about him, and yet he never seemed to react very well in the audience when they, when they said them. So I like the guys more who are more used to this. But, hey, at least Elvis was a good movie, so catch that. 
Who would have ever thought there'd be a year where you'd have Elvis portrayed by Austin Butler and Marilyn Monroe portrayed by Anna de Armas and those two sort of almost cartoon characters of uh-huh. our past brought back to life in the same year? The goal is that you look around and you try to find where is the depth to people we didn't usually find depth. Now, remember, I think these are totally opposites. I think Elvis was a terrific movie. I think that Marilyn Monroe movie was an absolutely horrible movie. I hated every moment of it, uh, and and I wish I hadn't seen it. But in both cases, it was an attempt to find depth at people we didn't see. TV's doing that right now, starting this next Sunday. They're doing a a new miniseries about Marie Antoinette, which is the same thing, trying to find depth in what we used to think was a cardboard character. It's worth trying, anyway. The Blonde movie, was it just uh, the Marilyn Monroe movie, just too dark? Absolutely. Listen, there were a lot of dark moments in Marilyn Monroe's life. There were a lot of great moments in her life. They just cherry-picked all of the dark moments, put them one upon another until it became a crescendo. You look at it and you say, everything about this movie is true, and yet nothing is true. Hmm. Let me get your opinion here of Hugh Grant yesterday on the (laughs) champagne-colored carpet with Ashley Graham. Uh, who tried to ask him some questions, and here's what it sounded like. Hugh Grant, you are a veteran of the Oscars, and you've been here a few times. What's your favorite thing about coming to the Oscars? Um, Well, uh, (laughs) it's fascinating. It's uh, it's, uh, uh, the whole of humanity is here. It's, uh, (laughs) It's Vanity Fair. Oh, it's all about Vanity yeah. Fair. Yes, that's where we let loose and have a little bit of fun. Um, what are you most excited to see tonight? To see? Yeah, well, I know that you probably watched <laughs> a few of the movies. Are you excited to see anybody win? Do you have your hopes up for anyone? Um, not, not, no, no one in particular. Okay, well, what are you wearing tonight, then? Just my suit. Your suit? Who yeah. made your suit? You didn't make it. Um, I can't remember. My tailor. That's okay. Yeah. Ta- shout out to the tailor. Yeah. Um, so tell me, what does it feel like to be in Glass Onion? It was such an amazing film. I really loved it. I love a thriller. How fun is it to shoot something like that? Well, I'm barely in it. I'm in it for about three seconds. Yeah, but yeah. still, you showed up and you had fun, right? Uh, almost. Okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. It was nice to talk to you. Yeah. Don't think it was nice talking to him. <laughs> no, I don't think so. no, I'll tell you. The point is, always give Hugh Grant lines written out ahead of time. In his little speech when he was a presenter later on, it was very funny. But boy, the guy clearly can't talk contemporaneously. Plus, it's a stupid interviewer. Yeah, that's the part of it, too, I'm sorry to say. She was trying to put words in his mouth. Oh, yeah. She didn't understand what he meant by Vanity Fair. <laughs> oh, and- it- and she had never seen the movie Glass Onion, in which literally Hugh Grant was only in there for a few seconds. Why sit there and turn to a guy who's barely on the screen and say, hey, that must have been a lot of fun doing that, wasn't it? That's like asking someone if it was a lot of fun to go out and get the mail yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was standing about uh, six feet from me uh, for about oh. a half an hour at Four Seasons on Saturday night. I'm glad I didn't approach him because if he torched her on national television, imagine what he would have done to me. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? I, I did indeed have the red carpet on, which were, wasn't red this year, disappointingly. I had it on for the whole three hours, but very often I had the sound off. It's much better with the sound off. <laughs> better to look good than to sound good, as they used to say on Saturday Night Live. You can read it all at MikeHughes.tv with Michael Patrick Shield. Looking forward to Succession returning to HBO in about a week or so, too.
At Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, the focus is all about serving their members by providing the best coverage and member experiences. In recognition, Blue Cross has been awarded the 2022 J.D. Power Award for having the highest member satisfaction among commercial health plans in Michigan. For 84 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has been serving Michigan and its communities by providing coverage and resources that support wellness across the state. In person or in your pajamas, Blue Cross offers virtual care for both physical and mental health visits, along with a 24-hour nurse line with experts standing by, ready to help answer members' questions anytime, anywhere. And with the Blue Cross mobile app, members have instant personalized information and support to help track their coverage and claims. If you're looking for the right health plan to support you, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is always ready to help. For J.D. Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com forward slash awards. Have you ever been confused and not sure what to do and you needed an advocate? I have. And that advocate for me was Andrew Abood. This is Michael Patrick Shields. Sometimes you get a surprise. Sometimes it's a curveball. Sometimes it's a knuckle sandwich. Sometimes you need some straight advice from someone you can trust. He gave me some of the best advice at a time when I needed it the most, and I knew I could trust him. And he did it with style, too. An attorney who told me, eat the French fries when they're hot. Because life's about making a decision that you feel good about in the end and having the right perspective on things that can seem complicated when it comes to the law. When I ask people in the field of law and in the community about Andrew Abood, the first thing they always say is he is very intelligent, but he also has a lot of heart and he's modest. When our particular matter was completed, I said to Andrew Abood, you didn't just settle this case, you won it. Everything, everywhere, all at once was the big winner of the 95th Annual Academy Awards Ceremony. This is for my dad, who, like so many immigrant parents, died young. And he is so proud of me, not because of this, but because we made this movie with what he taught me to do, which is no person is more important than profits. The film took home Best Picture, and out of its 11 nominations, it scored seven, including Best Director and Best Original Screenplay. Stars Ki Hui Kwan, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Michelle Yeoh also took home statues. This is a beacon of hope and possibilities. This is proof that dreams dream big and dreams do come true. And ladies, don't let anybody tell you you are ever past your prime. Brendan Fraser is this year's winner for Best Actor. I just want to say thank you for this acknowledgement because it couldn't be done without... My cast. He took on the award for his performance in The Whale. Meanwhile, Academy Award-nominated actress Glenn Close had to back out of her appearance at the 2023 Oscars. She was set to co-present with Air Force One co-star Harrison Ford, but she tested positive for COVID-19. A representative says she was really looking forward to taking part in the show. That's Entertainment Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. But oh, when I'm back in her arms, she smiles, and then I am home again. Cause L.A. is my lady, she's always there for me. L.A. is my lady. L.A. and G.T. 
Michael Patrick Shields, that's MPS, through the AT&T microphones. He's the author of A Distant Rumble, The Unnoticed, Unreported World of Grassroots Politics, and Another Sunday in Horton Bay, the trio of books there that you can get at lulu.com. He's on our AT&T line right now from northern Michigan. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Michael. Splendid to speak with you. Uh, There were a couple of stories that came to mind today. One of them is that Pope Francis, and I know you're not Catholic, but Pope Francis has called the Catholic Church's ban on priests having sex as temporary. And he seems to be opening the door to what is a review of a thousand-year-old celibacy rules. He, at 86, says that celibacy among Catholic priests was a temporary discipline of the Catholic Church. And there are people who are saying maybe that the Church should drop that rule. Uh, Care to wander into that territory? Well, you know, I used to be Catholic. I was raised Catholic. I think it would actually help the Catholic Church, uh, and I think it would open it up for a lot of different people to be in their clergy, including women down the road. So I I think it would help. I think it would open up in a, quite a bit. I, I actually think it's a kind of a weird rule they have. And it is a rule. I don't think it was it came from from God or Jesus, but um you know, you're Catholic. What do you think? Well my only uh, guess is and I, I don't know the history of it. I would have to check with Paul Long on something like this at the Michigan Catholic Conference, but when Jesus gathered the disciples, they had to leave everything behind and come with him and follow him, the fishermen that they were and such. And so I suppose that may be where it's derived from. But if the Pope is accurate, and I'm sure he is, uh, that it, it wasn't always that way, that the priest couldn't be married. or um, but Then again, I don't know how you could possibly minister to an entire flock in a parish and then have to manage a family at the same time. I know other faiths do it, but uh, I don't know. Tricky. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ministers and reverends that are both male and female that do it, so I don't think it would be that big a deal. But hmm. Quite the undertaking. Um, here's another one. Uh, out of Quebec, there is a judge there. There's a man who'd been accused of threatening and harassing his neighbor by giving him the middle finger. You know, like you'd see him in the driveway or out the window or something like that. Wow. So so the, the, he got accused of harassment, and the judge said, no, nope, you've got a God-given right to give someone the middle finger if you want to. <laughs> that it's, a, it's, a, it's a form of, uh, you know, communication. you got the right to free speech, and if you want to give them the middle finger, have at it. Uh, that's what we've come to now. That is ridiculous. I mean, I guess if you think about it, you can't stop someone from frowning at you, right? Or um, no, of course, grimacing when they see you. That's where we are today, Michael. Rudeness has taken priority. (laughs) It's just insane. You know, I could be sitting on the Boyne City Charlevoix Road insulting everybody. Uh, you can't you can't flash them though, but you can give them the middle finger. Just there's one digit's okay, the other one's not. 
Um, I mean, so I'm looking at uh, some of these stats here. By the way, happy St. Patrick's Day in advance. Happy uh, St. Patrick's Day to you, Michael. Absolutely. There's an Emerson poll now that uh, they're talking to New Hampshire, and 55% of the voters in New Hampshire that are Democrats don't think Joe Biden should be the nominee. But if he is, they'll support him by 29%. The others on the list include Bernie Sanders, of course, it's out east there, 17%. Pete Buttigieg still gets 14%, followed by Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris at 11 Amy Klobuchar and Gavin Newsom. A name in there is Gretchen Whitmer, who gets 4% of the support from New Hampshire voters. Any reaction? Um, well, for myself as a Democrat, if, if, if Biden's not going to run, I'd like to see a Michelle Obama run. That's what I'd like to see run. Um, oh, but, boy. you know, I think Buttigieg is, is interesting, and I don't think Gretchen's going to run for president. I think she'll stay here in Michigan as governor. Do you think that knows? Michelle Obama's in a glass box somewhere waiting for someone to break the glass and put her in the game? I think she'd be the best. I think she'd, I think she'd be overwhelmingly, she would overwhelmingly win a nomination and I think the presidency. That's just my, my gut feeling on it. Hmm. I don't like any of the others except Pete, to be honest with you. I mean, Nothing against Michelle or, or, or nothing against uh, Gretchen, right. our governor. Yeah. Um, but I, I just don't see it happening. I have a, tar- a hard time picturing um, Michelle Obama in a debate with Donald Trump, let's say. Wouldn't it be I'd beneath love- her in a way? I, I'd love to see that. I think she, <laughs> if she could keep her patience, uh, I think she'd be great. Just let Donald talk. I wonder if he would be as vicious with her as he was with Hillary Clinton. I don't think so. I don't hmm. think so. I think all. I think because her husband was president, and and also because uh, of her of her race. I I think mm-hmm. that it's a different. I think a different situation there. How you feel about daylight savings time? Here we go again. Well, I'm glad to see it. Because uh, I, I like the extra hour, and I wish we'd just keep it. You know, We're talking up here, about it now. We we keep our day. Once once the sun, you know, once the sun comes out, it stays out late up north. So I like to see it, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, Horton Bay, you get to, it's light till well after ten o'clock in the middle of the summertime there. Oh, it's the great! It's like yeah, it's like ten ten thirty, and it's still light outside. Some beautiful lake evenings are coming, folks. The the ice will melt. GT Long will melt your heart. In another Sunday in Horton Bay, you can get the books at lulu.com. The Treasury Department says it will take steps to ensure all deposits with a failed tech industry banker will be paid in full. Silicon Valley Bank depositors will have access to all of their money starting today. Facebook's parent company, Meta, is looking into a new social media platform that may rival Twitter. Tennessee's lieutenant governor is apologizing for his behavior on social media. Screenshots had surfaced of Republican Randy McNally commenting on several suggestive pictures of a man on Instagram, including one showing some of the man's backside. SpaceX is celebrating another successful mission. The Dragon capsule's 
splashdown Saturday off the coast of Florida, bringing two NASA astronauts, another from Japan, and one Russian cosmonaut back to Earth. That's your tech report, Trey Thomas, NBC News Radio. Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. I'm Paul Long, the president and CEO of the Michigan Catholic Conference, representing the advocacy voice of the Catholic bishops in Michigan since 1963. Michigan Catholic Conference is at work in Lansing to pursue justice and promote the common good for Michigan citizens. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Wet the shamrock with me, Michael Patrick Shields, March 17th. It's St. Patrick's Day. Not the big day we hoped for yesterday for Banshees of Inishirin, but nevertheless... The donkey made the stage. That counts for something. We will uh, have some of the wit and wisdom of that on our St. Patrick's Day broadcast on Friday. The movie's about friendship and the absence of friendship. And we'll celebrate with the friends that we've made throughout the Emerald Isle and beyond. And our friend Paul Long will co-host from the Michigan Catholic Conference. It's Michael Patrick Shields. Change is putting forth effort today for a... Brighter tomorrow, Consumers Energy is leading the way. In 2022, they completed more than 2,000 projects aimed at building a more reliable power grid. They cleared tree branches from more than 7,000 miles of power lines. They replaced poles with sturdier materials that can withstand higher winds and added smart technology, too. Also, Michigan would have fewer and shorter power outages. The coolest part? The coolest part is their work paid off. More than 96% of consumers' energy customers impacted by power outages in 2022 were restored in less than 24 hours. And they're going to keep this work going in 2023. Consumers' energy, a force for change, a force for you. And I know what you may be thinking. You know, we had a pretty rough storm a couple weeks ago. We did not have a winner in the Powerball jackpot and the Mega Millions jackpot. You can play those at michiganlottery.com. You don't even have to leave the house. You can play Kino and Scratch Off and all the rest of it right there at michiganlottery.com or at a local retailer near you. Remember Rod Van Timmeren? He was on this show every week for years. He's going to be back in just a second. Just three minutes if you'll stay right there, and we'll get his thoughts on yesterday's Academy Awards and what went on around Hollywood this weekend here in our Beverly Hills studio through the AT&T microphones. It's Michael Patrick Shields. I got a chance to be uh, outside the entrance there, the champagne-colored carpet, not red carpet, yesterday at the Academy Awards. It was interesting to view that process and see what was going around town with the various parties all weekend. Pleased to take you with me. It's Michael Patrick Shields. You're starring in this program. NBC News Radio, I'm Michael Kastner. President Biden is set to deliver remarks this morning on the growing chaos involving the banking industry. It started Friday with a sudden collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, marking the biggest failure since the 2008 financial crisis. Appearing on CNN's State of the Union, Office of Management and Budget Director Shalanda Young stressed the administration is closely watching the situation. It's more resilient, has a better foundation than before the financial crisis. That's largely due to the reforms put in place after the financial crisis. Depositors will have access to all of their money starting effective today, according to Sunday's joint statement from the Federal Reserve and FDIC. 
An update is expected this morning from Governor Kathy Hochul in New York on the shutdown of New York-based Signature Bank. Scott Pringle with more. U.S. regulators say depositors will have access to their money at Signature Bank, but shareholders and some unsecured debt holders, they are not being protected. Federal regulators shut Signature Bank yesterday due to systemic risk. This follows the takeover of the failed Silicon Valley Bank on Friday. Signature Bank has been heavily involved in the cryptocurrency industry. It has more than $110 billion in assets. The U.S. still has the safest aviation system in the world. That's according to National Transportation Safety Board's Jennifer Homendi. Appearing on ABC's This Week, she expressed confidence despite at least six close call incidents between airplanes since December. Mendy explained that while there are risks that clearly need to be evaluated, the NTSB is investigating to make sure nothing more catastrophic happens. One senior Republican lawmaker has major reservations about the spending blueprint from the White House. The only way I know how to improve the president's budget is with a shredder. Appearing on Fox News Sunday, Louisiana Senator John Kennedy tore into the $6.8 trillion proposal. The president said last week he's waiting for the Republican plan. I'm ready to meet with the speaker Anytime, tomorrow, if he has his budget. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. The Food and Drug Administration is issuing new standards that may help detect breast cancer sooner. NBC's Kristen Dahlgren reports. Almost half of women have what are considered dense breasts, high in fibrous and glandular tissue that appear white on mammography, making cancer, which also appears white, more difficult to detect. The FDA will require mammogram providers to inform their patients if they have dense breasts. Having dense breast tissue increases a woman's chance of getting breast cancer. For women with dense breast tissue, the FDA recommends following up on a mammogram with an ultrasound. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers will speak this summer at a psychedelic conference in Denver. The longtime Green Bay Packers quarterback has been very open about his use of hallucinogens including mushrooms and a concoction known as a plant teacher. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. The nitpickers were out yesterday, and uh, if you're looking at the In Memoriam segment of the Academy Awards, Paul Sorvino was left out, Anne Heche was left out, and Robert Blake maybe purposely left out, but he just died last week, but they would have had time to put him in. And was there a little swipe by Michelle Yeoh at Don Lemon in her acceptance speech for Best Actress when she said, ladies, don't let anybody tell you you're past your prime. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you, radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide at MIBigShow.com from our Hollywood studios here in Beverly Hills, California, connecting with, uh, he's in the Hall of Fame of great guests for Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields and any other TV or radio he's ever appeared on, Ron Van Timmeren, who is with Celebration Cinemas for decades and decades and decades loves the movies and he's nice enough to grace our airwaves again this morning welcome back sir good morning michael patrick did you pull an all-nighter or what yeah i I closed my eyes for about 45 minutes (laughs) (laughs) which is dumb at that point because you might as well stay up and do it but you know i'm too curious and i wanted to bounce around and i wanted to see what was cooking over at the vanity fair party which is literally walking distance from where i am right now and there were cars and gowns going till well past midnight pacific and uh so anyway it was really fun yesterday and 
uh, what did you think? Did you think it was a fun show? And do you think the movies are back now? Well, uh, box office would say no, not anywhere near where they were pre-pandemic. But coming mm. back, and I, you know, I love it when Jimmy Kimmel starts out the show by talking about you need to see movies in the theater. Uh, and then, of course, he took a shot at both Tom Cruise and James Cameron for not showing up at the <laughs> Dolby Theater, which <laughs> was kind of fun. But you know, you had uh, Avatar and Top Gun each doing billions and billions worldwide, and so the, those kind of movies are always going to be uh, profitable. Uh, and then you see something like Everything Everywhere All at Once come out of nowhere and do $100 million and, and do and win seven Oscars. You know, not since Slumdog Millionaire has one movie won so much uh, big pre- so many big prizes at Oscars. So uh, it's, it's a good sign that things are moving forward. I'm not a fan of the sweep. I don't like it when one film dominates, like, everything everywhere all at once did yesterday i'd like to see the wealth shared a little bit and also what did you make of that movie if you saw it oh i saw it twice yeah and i'd probably should go see it another another wow. time well, what, what i loved about it, michael patrick and obviously there were terrific performances in there as witnessed by the all the awards the jamie lee curtis and michelle yo and keon quay hit one and best director and all of that fit together because it was so uh, unusual, and the screenplay, I mean, who thinks of these things? How do you get that filmed and, and put on the screen to be uh, a Best Picture nominee, let alone a winner? I just, I just love the creativity there and, and something completely different from all the blockbuster stuff that was out there. And, you know, let's face it, there were others like Women Talking and Triangle of Sadness and and, of course, your favorite, The Banshees of Inishirin, you know, those were unique movies as well. And so I love to see that kind of stuff all coming together along with blockbusters. Good for business. My real favorite of the year, even though, of course, I'm partial to Banshees and St. Patrick's Day and Irish and all that, was Babylon, which didn't even make the top ten in terms of best picture. Um, and also left out Brad Pitt, strangely. I thought that was a pretty cool role for him. But anyway, that's my own personal gripe. But do we really need 10? I mean, 10 movies for Best Picture? It seems like there are at least half of those that would never have had any chance to win. Yeah, and that's why I think it's nice. And, and, and 10 is actually somewhat unusual. We've had many years where we didn't get to 10 because the movie has to hit a certain minimum threshold to even get to that point. Oh. Uh, and, and, and what I would like to see, Michael Patrick, is that 10 best directors get nominated. I mean, that, that to me is where the, the biggest snubs come from, the old idea that, uh, oh, the picture directed itself did it, you know. And hmm. So I, I think you can even expand it more, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, it. it it's 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 a it's a it's a combination of all the awards that have happened preseason here that got us to the point where everything everywhere uh, was was on a roll and and I know what you're saying and Angela Bassett yeah I would have loved to see her win but then uh, Jamie Lee Curtis deserved it just as much that's where this gets to be interesting because everybody deserves to win not everybody can I guess there's currency in being nominated too. You can always take that to the bank a little bit. It's, it boosts your resume, and so why not be generous with that sort of thing? Yeah, who would have ever thought to even rent or buy a, a ticket to see Triangle of Sadness if it were not <laughs> for a best 
picture nomination and and you know women talking you know that that's another picture you talk about women directors women screenwriters uh you know it gives a chance for for everybody to to to, to win and and i thought they did a a nice job uh, passing out awards to obviously the first Asians in many of these categories, and and the Indian film community was represented last night. And I learned something new, Michael Patrick. I, in my job at Celebration Cinema, I booked a lot of Indian film. I had never heard the term Tollywood before last night, so now I've got a new word and a new genre or a new uh, 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 some, something new to study about Indian movies. I want to see the movie Tar, but I, I know I've got to be in the right mood to see that. Right. And my wife, uh, Chris, went to go see it without me because I thought, I, I, you know, it's such a tough character. I mean, Kate Blanchett is a terrific actress, but watching a character self-destruct for almost three hours is not my idea of entertainment. So I couldn't do it just like you. I couldn't mm-hmm. get there. And uh, yet you got to appreciate the art of, 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 of a movie like this and, uh, and, you know, an interesting subject as well, but, boy, a tough one. Same token, I can't see Whale. I, I just uh, can't can't do it. Yeah, uh, I know the feeling, but I'm going to do it, Michael Patrick. And obviously Brendan Fraser wins Best Actor, and they talk about the makeup and all of that that went into it. Uh, so I, that one I'm going to do. I'm still not sure I'm going to get to Tar, but I definitely want to see The Whale. And, uh, you know, he, he was the best. He, he won the statue, so we got to give him credit for that, even though it's a tough character to watch. Brendan Fraser, 600 pounds. Do you think concession sales go down for the movie Whale? <laughs> no doubt about it. Oh, my gosh, you can't hardly eat at all before, during, or after that movie. But, oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I probably will watch that one on my television set, though, and, and so I could mm. take a little break if I need it. You know, that movies like that that are so intense in the theater get doubly intense when you're sitting there as a captive audience. So that's one I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch on my television set. I got a kick out of Jimmy Kimmel speaking of that, opening up the thing with the, where he looks at the crowd and he said, I look at this crowd here in Hollywood and I just have to ask myself, is Ozempic right for me? about well, the diet drug <laughs> there were some awfully thin waistlines on the champagne carpet I, I didn't even realize this morning that it wasn't a red carpet but boy i'll tell you what nicole kidman is, is as thin as i've ever seen her and 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 the elvis uh the, the guy who did elvis austin uh butler, butler. Um, even yeah even my my wife and daughter commented what he looks so thin that that that's not elvis <laughs> yeah. but Boy. Oh, my goodness. How about John Williams in six decades? Or he's got more nominations in the music category than anybody else. It was just a hell of a festival. And will you say it for us as you sign off? I sure will, Michael Patrick. I will see you at the movies. You too. Ron Van Timmeren. Love ya. Celebration cinemas for years. Go crazy for cash at Firekeepers. It's the Money Keepers Mania Cash Giveaway on Saturday, March 25th. You could be one of 15 to win a share of $132,000 cash. Earn entries daily and be here on March 25th. Every two hours from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m., three players will each win a guaranteed cash prize that gets bigger with each drawing. The winning starts at $4,000 and increases all the way up to $14,000. 
Cash in at Fire Keepers with a $132,000 Money Keepers Mania cash giveaway on Saturday, March 25th. The best giveaways, the biggest guaranteed prizes, only at Fire Keepers. Get your Vegas on at Fire Keepers Casino Hotel. I-94 to exit 104 in Battle Creek. Management reserves all rights. It's a new year, but my same wonderful habit. I find myself right back here at Dusty Cellar in search of my 6 for 66 wine club and the wine bar and the tap room. And there's Matt Rhodes. Matt, good to see you. Good to see you, Michael. And yes, 2023 is going to be a fun year. Our Cabernet Club has been a big hit. And we look forward to adding more clubs throughout the year. What about the rest of Dusty's, the wine bar and the tap room and those other services you offer? Yeah, the wine bar and tap room are going strong. The wine bar for casual fine dining, the tap room, your local neighborhood pub. Uh, in the past, uh, I've used your catering services both at your place and at my house. Are you still going to offer those? Yes, we do for all top events, being family, social, corporate, either on-premise here at Dusty's in one of our four private dining areas or at your home or business. Even tailgates, too. So join me, Michael Patrick Shields, and join the 6 for 66 Wine Club at Dusty Cellar. You know by now it's on Grand River in Okemos and online at DustyCellar.com. Cheers, Michael Patrick. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.